Maybe we should cut the blue wire. Hey, wait! What? That's not what I'm thinking. What, do you think maybe the red? No, no! no. We gotta talk, babe! Okay? You're in trouble. You got termites. You have the right to remain unconscious. Anything you say ain't gonna be much. Back to bed. Back to bed. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with big-time TV director, producer, and former editor Norman Buckley. It was fun hearing about his rise to fame from starting on uh, little films in Texas like Tender Mercies, which the late great Lenny Von Dolan was on and then going from like Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, Lethal Weapon 3, which is a sequel we're going to be talking about in a few minutes. But then he, boom, The O.C., Pretty Little Liars, Gossip Girl. Credits are so great. What a great guy to talk to. Just hear about the ins and outs of the business and how he uses his editing into his filmmaking. Uh, Real cool. Great guy. Love talking to him. And I'm so excited to kick off 2023 with lethal weapon three and before i talk about that i would say on the mount rushmore of duos Riggs and murtar on there easy easy i would say and uh so i have to introduce my rig i would say you're more more murtar than Riggs. my partner in the sequel watching journey jamie ricardi jamie how are you okay 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 first of all okay okay Okay, First wait. Of all, are are you Riggs or Murta or Leo Getz? Because you just said okay, 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 okay. First of all, I'm not. I I would think I would be more Riggs. You'd be more Murtog. Um, yeah. If, maybe age wise, um, you know, I'm trying to retire. But outside of that, I think I'm more Riggs. But we can maybe. Ask I would say I'm a little more crazy. I can see you getting a a cake in a bath. Maybe. Okay. Okay. We're definitely going to discuss that scene. Um, and maybe we ask the audience. I think the audience might think I could be more rigs than you, but we'll see. Okay. So. so we'll pose it to you guys. Maybe I'll put it into people that listen on Spotify. I'll put a poll or you can go on Twitter. I'll put a poll on there. Uh, but I guess it something you just be... oh, go ahead. No, as I say, we'll have to just put like, who's cause you can only put like, Oh no, I can do it. I, I know how to do it. Okay. Go. I, I, yeah. I have faith in you. So I agree with you. I think, I don't think you're going to find like, I would say Mount Rushmore. I would say easily a top three duo. Um, okay. Maybe Tango and Cash is right there. You know, they're, they're definitely, you know. If they need more than one, then I would uh, no, 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 of there. course. I, I'm just saying as, uh, as a duo, that's pretty good. But I mean, yeah, I mean, their chemistry is, is awesome. And I'm so happy we're kicking off a new year. I mean, we did the same thing last year and then it went downhill. So I'm hoping we go uphill this time. Um, and yeah, I mean, Lethal Weapon is one of the, to me, is one of the best franchises, you know, like action comedy franchises. Um, however, I mean, and I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. I don't remember four as much. I just remember Jet Li kicking ass. But based yeah. on the first two, I would say this is my least favorite Lethal Weapon. Now, uh, yeah, no, it definitely is. But having said that, it's still a great movie. Oh, 100%. And and I'll tell you why. And and one of the biggest things, so Lethal Weapon to me is one of the best, just original movies. I put that up with Die Hard and everything else. The first two movies of Lethal Weapon were more action first than comedy, right? There's like some lines here and there, but it was really like an action buddy cop movie, you know. You see, and I feel like from this one and the fourth one, it became more comedy and then action. 
So I think they flipped it a little bit, and I think that's a difference. Doesn't make it a bad movie, but I just feel like it changes what it started off with. And I like the action first with the comedy sprinkled in. Like to me, the female truck driver, I mean, the, the, car, the armored car was not necessary. You know, they gave her too much, you know. And honestly, and and this might rub people the wrong way. I, 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 I'm not a fan of Leo. Like I, I find it's way too, it was funny the first time in the second movie. But to have this character keep getting worse and worse, <laughs> more time, just makes it just too annoying. That's my... It is too annoying, but the what they do to him, why would he ever come back? Uh, because because he feels important with them. He, feel, he feels like he's one of their partners. Because I think he said that. He goes, those are my partners. Like, he's, he says yeah, that to somebody. Nah, nah. So, I mean, yes, it is funny, like, how they basically bully him around. Um, but it's just too much of the Leo. You know, I don't know. And then I know he's in the fourth one, which, again fact that they keep bringing him along and which amazes me is this is like one of the best gangsters in in movies right i mean look, uh, like the joe pesci is is one of the best like you know in goodfellas and casino like all these movies and he's playing this ridiculous role like how did he go from here to that is like amazing yeah i think he because it just maybe he wanted to like his acting chops because even doing like a movie like home alone like yeah. him to do these things that are outside of his comfort comfort zone like really showed like his range so obviously like if you listen to our like 250 episode i'm I'm like a huge fan of audio now putting the audio like randomly throughout not like the, i'm not gonna do the clapping drum rolls throughout anything like this but uh you might hear uh leo you know leo gets because one of the ones that it, i have to play it now just so maybe somebody that's <laughs> listening has never seen lethal weapon or only saw the first one and doesn't oh. remember Joe Pesci's like memorable role. That's fine. We still love you, but listen to this one and his response, like talking about a joke that's so dated, even though I know they made the movie around this time, but uh, here it is. What are you doing a police scanner? What am I? Hello? Car 54. Where are you? Okay. Like, even but even then it was dated. I mean, Car Fifty Four is what the sixties. No, it like definitely you know, was dated. But the movie came out then. With what's his name? Uh, hot, hot, hot was in it. The oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, I know. No, no, I know. But you see, yeah. so again, I, I feel like I don't know. Like the character was just too much. Like he's to me, he's like the Jar Jar Binks of the movie. Whoa! And foreshadowing. You know, it could, foreshadowing. Okay. Well, I I just think that. If someone's never seen the series before and they started with this one, they're not going to want to watch another one. They're going to be like, all right, this is pretty funny. Okay. You know, like big, you know, like I think like this, you really have to watch it in order to really understand, you know, and the chemistry. However, with that being said, and I've, you know, you've seen Riggs do this a lot in all those movies and we're going to get to this. I'm starting to think that he's like a Jekyll and Hyde. He's Jekyll and Hyde. And when, when because his tone, his voice always changes when he's like super angry and he talks to himself. He's like a monster. He becomes like a monster. And, yeah. and, and it, he does it in the first movie when he's getting, when he's faces in the mud with, uh, uh, what's his face. And like he, yeah. And like he does, he becomes Jekyll and Hyde. It's a, it's, I never really thought about it. And now, yeah, I can see that. Well, he's crazy. He is. He's crazy. Absolutely. And, and I think they, his crazy is turned up a lot in this movie. Like oh, each dude. movie, each movie is crazy, but this movie, he's absolutely nuts. Yeah. And I think when I was getting ready to watch this and he told me I'm older than they oh. are in this movie, which is <laughs> insanity. I, he's there. Okay. So 
I, I looked it up and I, I believe that in this movie, Mel Gibson's only 36. And wow. 36 or 38, and Danny Glover's like 44, 45. <laughs> Danny Glover looks like he's in his 50s. I mean, at least. Well, you know, he like, looks so... like he's in his 50s. Even Gibson at this point. Okay, right, right. But the fact that he's been looking to retire in three movies and he's only 44. <laughs> so well, he started. We we're we're going to talk about that a lot. <laughs> the fact that he has eight days to retire. He's got a vacation days, right? He just doesn't go to work for eight days and it's over. He doesn't have to worry about bombs going off, getting shot at, doing like foot patrol. Like he doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. He, he well, when your partner's with rigs, it's, it's amazing how many, I don't even want to say crimes because I mean, you could see a, a, a guy stealing an orange from a stand, right? You know, if you're, if you're yeah. a, a cop on the street, Riggs somehow sees every crazy crime that's about to be committed with machine guns and everything else that are just happening in the middle of, you know, the streets. And, he's, the, and he catches the it every time. one is hilarious. And we'll talk about that scene because I thought something else was going to come from it. But let, so let's get into okay. it. So this movie had like, again, one of those intros. It was like, you see all the actors in it, kind of like slow playing music. And then you get the flames to make the three. One thing that's really cool you you look at this movie, how great, really great it is shot action wise. And then you look at who the director of photography was, it was John, Bonant, uh, John Dubont, who did like speed, speed Two, like a ton of other movies. But, uh, God, man, the, well, the beginning the, of this movie. Yeah. Right, the, 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 the music in the, in the beginning of the movie was sting. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, you have, God. yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, you, you I'm not a fan of these, you know, long introductions. I mean, this, this had a long, it was a flame the entire time. The end of it was cool when you see like the, you know, the three, you know, out there, but it was a long, you know, just to sit there, listen to credits, but it's a good song. I mean, it's Sting. So like, you know, I think that that makes up for it. And again, if Sting's going to put his name to a, sound, a soundtrack, you know, the movie's going to be good. Yeah. And two things, obviously back then people had a, a ten, attention span so they could like, deal with a long intro and also i bet they went into this one saying this is the last one i bet just a lot of the things they mentioned in the movie and they talked about it just seemed like it would be the last one like agreed agreed so but i think that's meanwhile they're, they're making one right now that's what so two more two, i know so two movies later they're making another one so <laughs> i'm cool with it even oh, if they're absolutely. just sort of in it and then you have other two people in it because i actually i enjoyed the tv show it was like pretty good i liked it I, I, I agree. I like it too. And I, you know what, even, I mean, obviously they're still going to be doing what they're doing. Cause I think Mel Gibson's still in pretty good shape. So, you know, it's still going to be good it, regardless. You know, it's, it's again, it's, it's, it's like if we saw Kurt Russell and, and I'm going to go back to Tango and Cash, you know, if we saw them in a movie again, it doesn't matter how old they are. It's just the, them interacting together. And it, you know what, to me, this movie has the most tender scene when they're on that boat, you know, we'll get there, but like, it just, you see like, you know, real acting and like, again, see how close they are as, as from the first movie with where Glover hated him to now they're like, they're really like brothers, you know, you know, so well, they definitely good. are brothers because it seems like Riggs's trailer <laughs> on the beach is just for getting nookie because he's in their house every day. He's he in is their house well, smoking in the house. What a dick. Not only that, I mean, he could say it's all playing around, but his daughter has been flirting with him since the first movie. Oh, <laughs> so I mean something. And I mean, at the end of this movie, when oh, a little, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, like, okay, okay. Dude. So, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. All right. 
which I remember watching these movies as a kid. Such a crush on her. Oh, oh of course, God. of course. So okay. So All yeah. Right. So so we get we get right into the movie and we get uh, which is pretty cool. After a slow intro, I love that we get right into it. That's what I love about these movies. I don't remember the first one because they weren't partners yet. If that was the, like that, but in the second one. It was right into it. No, I think the first one is because the first one, I think, it starts is the jumper. The girl. I think so. I think that's the first scene. So, okay. she's, you know, you see her. Okay. So, I mean, that is pretty intense for the first scene. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then the second one's a toilet bowl, right? Second one's a toilet bowl. No, 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 no. The second one opens right in a car. Oh, like, it opens the, in a car trace. That wasn't a toilet bowl scene? When they're, when did the bomb no, on the toilet? No, the toilet bowl scene is at the end of the movie. Oh. So, um, oh. so yeah. Okay. And the fourth one has the flamethrower guy, right? I think. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right, okay, all right. All right. See, so you do it. Okay, 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 okay. okay. You don't like, you don't like him, but he's. he's I, the, he... I have to for this for this movie. I'm going to say okay a lot. So. <laughs> yeah. So then we get. So there's like a bomb. Okay. These are two guys that. They're just straight up badasses. They don't follow the rules. They cause a lot of damage. Like the taxpayer dollars that okay. go to their oh. mistakes. A lot. We're, a lot of damage. And, you know, well, I wouldn't say they don't follow the rules. I would say Riggs does not follow the rules, and Murtog is always just following along. But why does he follow him? It's his partner. You live and die by your partner. You don't have a choice. You have to. You have to. That's just, that's it. Otherwise, why be partners if you're not going to follow partners? So, but, I mean, yes. So, I like the fact that, they, you know, they have a bomb in this building. And, first of all, the fact that they Riggs flies through the street, and they walk right up. They're not part of the bomb team. Why are they just going right in? First of all, why are they allowed to go right in there? And exactly. You know, That's what I was going to say. Nobody was there like blocking it off. There was no like police tape. There was no like barriers. Nothing. Like, so like Joe Schmo could have walked in there and be like, oh, I have to get my car. Nobody would be like, oh, dude, there's a bomb in there. You can't go in there. And are they sure everybody evacuated the building? Oh, it's a pretty I big building. People, people died. I mean, easily. It's a big building. So, I mean, and, you know, like, and again, he's he's retiring in eight days and he's going to go in there and with a bomb. Like, so how selfish is Riggs? Oh, he's, insanely. So I love his reasoning. He goes, I don't think there's a bomb in there because, uh, I don't know, there's a full moon. There's a full moon. There's not going to be a bomb in there. And then when he starts walking and he yeah. says, I don't really think there's a a bomb in there. So he starts, he follows him. He says, wait up. And then he goes, Rogers, your insurance paid up. Cause I think there might be a bomb. in here." <laughs> and you know, what's funny. Danny Glover Glover was dripping sweat before he got in there. Oh, like he already, yeah, he's sweating he, a lot. He, he already had before he got in there. So he already had to sweat on there. Yeah. But so my question is, so they literally just pulled up. I mean, like he was flying in there, just pulled up said to hold the cop. You know, he's walking in there. He doesn't think there's a bomb in there, but somehow Riggs knew exactly where to go, where the bomb was, and what floor it was on. I know. It seemed like it was like a big parking garage, and he was able to find like that old ass car that had it all rigged up. Yep. And I love when he's talking about the wires. Like, dude, I would I would have passed out if I was if I was Murtaugh. I would pass out when he's like, okay, I blew, blew. Remember when you were on the toilet? Remember that? Yeah, I saw the bomb store guys that got the blue wire. Okay, and then he's talking. And he goes, "All right, so that's why I'm going to cut the red wire." <laughs> the, the the fact that he's busting him and like making him—he's already okay. We, we are talking about a death machine in front of you, and he's yes. busting him and like joking around, like you know, like like you're—you got to be nervous as it is, like if you're a Murtaugh. I mean, he's like obviously 
But then he's going to say, oh, maybe I should do the red one or the blue one. Like, like, <laughs> like he, he's lucky he didn't have a heart attack right there. The fact that, Mer- <laughs> like, 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 seriously, like, it's like, and why wouldn't they quickly run out of there? Like, you know, like, is, is Riggs really that good with bombs that that's okay to do? No, he's terrible with bombs because look what <laughs> happened when he, I love it that a cat scared them. A cat, was it a black cat? No, I don't think so. I think it, it was wasn't a okay. cat. I think it might have. But you're, you're right. You know what? He is terrible because the other bomb went off too. Like he's, so he's never, <laughs> so what qualifies him to be a bomb expert that, that the police are okay in doing it when he blew up this house the last time and now he's got a huge <laughs> building here. He should let him, I love that when the, they're like, oh, the bomb squad's in the way. And he's like, yeah, but how long are they going to be? They're eight he, minutes he goes, out, they're, I think. They're not going to get here in time is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Eight minutes, but no, he he sips the wrong wire, and then it starts accelerating the time. It's like going so fast, they're like we better get out of here. So, is that how bombs work? Because you see that in every movie. If you just cut one wire, it either makes it go faster, or one wire shuts it off. Like, is that? That's a great question. I would because love if I if I'm a, a bomb movies. It is a trope. Every single movie. And like, it's one or the other. And if I'm a bomb expert and I'm watching these movies, I'm thinking like, all right, I got to make a bomb that's different than the other ones. Like, why am I going to make one that if they just cut randomly cut one, it might just ruin my plans because I'm, because I put a red and blue wire. Yeah. Why wouldn't you change the color of the wire? It's not like a red (laughs) wire and a blue wire is different. I don't think they're different wires. I think they're just to indicate where something goes to something else. So why wouldn't right. you just be like, when you're building it, I know the blue wire is going where the red should go. So when these cops, these morons, when they hit, think they're snipping the right wire. You know what? I'd be curious to know in every movie that has this trope, if it's always the same wire that shuts it off. That's true. Like, is it, is I would it always every same... color wire. <laughs> or you're going to tell me you're making a bomb. How about throw some fake wires in there? Like oh, you yeah. have eight, you have eight minutes to to get rid of this bomb. I was throwing like twenty five wires, and now they have to figure out. And some of them might not be attached to anything, but you know what though? It, it's going to take time, and they're never going to stop. You know, they're never going to shut it off. Yeah, and As, the fact that one of the wires shuts it off, the other one makes it explode, and then in this case, one of the wires makes it the time do triple time because then they have to bolt out just in time. And we have, there's a lot of buildings in this movie that I guess that LA was getting ready to demolish <laughs> because there's the one now and then the one late, late in the movie, a little post credits action that we get. This one is reduced to rubble. Rubble. Think about how much that cost. All the businesses that were in there. And again, the people that were probably in there. The lives that were lost. How are they still cops? Like, I mean, like, if you think about all the people that they've destroyed on their in between their chases and, and buildings and everything else, you know, like, like, for instance, even in the second one, when they pull the house down, you know, when, at the end of the movie, when he pulls that house down, you're gonna tell me that guy didn't have any maids or like people that are cleaning the house like they, they've murdered so many people in all the whole franchise and they're still cops. And the next day they just go to work. They don't take off like, hey, you know what? You need some time. You need some time. <laughs> They, no, they, you know what? They they never take off. Well, I, I I you know what? I'm sure if Roger would take, he would take off if he could. But I think just Riggs is just so hyped up that he can't take off. No, he just he, he can't he can't. He has to be in the action all the time. And then what happens? Because of what they did, they get they don't lose their jobs. They just get demoted to foot patrol, and you get 
rigs in a he has a ponytail. So he has like the pony that is in now. The one that the kids yeah. uh Gen Zers do, the, the little pony he does it. And then they're dude, how about wait, wait, okay, okay. Wait, oh my god. So we didn't lose their job from the bomb that just went off, but how about when he's about to murder a jaywalker? <laughs> And, and and they're both laughing about it. Like, that's okay. Like, that's okay <laughs> no. to do to, to make this guy crap his pants. And, yeah. and like, I mean, yeah. I mean, okay, in, in real life, wouldn't that guy, like, now contact the, the police department and say, hey, you know, I was <laughs> yeah. walking across the street and your cop pulled a gun on me and threatened to shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no fear. No fear. And then, like you said, right place, right time. After this situation, they look over. And after they walk away and they see an armed robber, they see an armored van getting taken, which is a kind of a funny part because the guy not knowing who works for, I don't know if it was a bank. I don't know what the place was, but he's walking out and he's like, okay guys, here you go. And just so happened that the real armored car was pulling up. So you're you're right. So you basically like no credentials. As long as you pull up with an armored car, it works for me. Like, you know, like I, I would think, in in like again, I don't I don't know anything about the business of you know driving an armored car, but for the most part, you probably have the same route every time. So familiar face every time you go there. Like you would think there would be the same people. So the fact that you have two random people you don't even know somehow just yeah, let's give them all the money. It's okay. That's that's that is something in the movies. The trope in movies when it comes to armored car, it's always like it's the normal guy, and the only time they can ever do something is if they somehow makes them think, oh man, Joey's sick, you know, or Joey's wife's in the hospital. It's like, oh man, I hope she's okay. It's like, that's okay. I'll be back. They tomorrow. believe, they believe everything. You, you just give yeah. them one excuse and it's like, okay, yeah, I replaced Joey today. Okay. Did you, did you Come see on. who the driver was? It was a uh, yeah. little, uh, death wish for, he played the street punk, uh, Mark oh. Pellegrino. There's like a ton of stuff. He's Dexter, Dexter kills him. He's the alcoholic you're right. uh, father. You're right. You're right. And he's pretty good in this. This, this, again, this first, again, the fact that this is a major crime. These guys just blew up a building. And now the next day they're dealing with uh, machine guns and a car chase the next day. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no, like, you know, there's no slowing down at all. Like I, I, in fact, throughout the whole movie, you know, let's just say, I mean, I don't know how many days the movie takes place, but maybe it would be eight days. Okay. Okay. Eight days. Okay. It's retirement. The end of the movie is his retirement day. You're right. Okay. So eight days, how many major crimes that they had to deal with in eight days? Most police officers, you know, a lot of them never shoot a gun in their life, right? You know, they're on the street or they don't, these guys, how many, how many people not only shot the gun, how many people did they kill in eight days? You know, (laughs) I mean, that's ridiculous, but yeah, I mean, the car chase is pretty cool. I mean, Riggs is absolutely crazy in this scene, you know? But the woman, like, what was the, I mean, it was, it was, I don't know. It was like forced comedy in it, in this chasing. Yeah. They were trying to like force it in there. And what the, 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 I did like the callback at the end because I forgot about her. Cause I was like, yeah, we're never going to see her again. Right. And then Roger admits she won't stop calling me. Why wouldn't he just be like, I'm married. Like, right. That's well, it. That's what I, like, if, if maybe he was single, it would be funnier. Right. You know, like I think like, but the fact that he's married and he doesn't tell her once like it's so like to me, it was totally forced upon. I think it would have been, I think it would have worked better if, if Roger was single and you know, she's like, 
hounding him. Then then that's a little different. I think that would work better. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how Riggs uh, is able to, man, he's so badass. Be able to get into the car, slams the brakes, and then Mark Pellegrino flies through it. He cuffs him there. And then when uh, when uh, the girl parks, the lady, and Murtaugh, she, he goes, man, she's a dynamite driver. And she goes, this is dynamite too. And then plants one on him. Well, she she does a, lot, a few things. Doesn't she almost grab him later on or something? Or doesn't she? Oh, yeah. Later, I think she tries to yeah. pinch his ass, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now from there, we get, boom, retirement counter. Because we started at day eight when the bomb was going off at the building. So day seven, armored car. Day six, we're on now. And this is where Riggs is there. And then we get real estate agent Leo Getz. See, again, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess he's needed in this movie because they had to get some, um, you know, people that he worked with. So they, you know, they, they did their own investigation. But again, it's it, it, like his, especially when he first comes there, it's just so ridiculous. And then he's he's trying to sell the other person. I, one, I think at one point he was trying to sell another cop some real estate. Well, no, you know, no, and, he's not even selling. He just, yeah, he is trying to sell, but it's funny. He's like, do you own your own home? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It just, you know. And, you and know what's ridiculous? Wait, they, wait. they never mentioned as to us as the audience, where were they going to move to? Oh, I don't think, I mean, I, I, I don't think that matters. Why, why does it matter? No, I know, but it would have been oh. like, because we'll talk about it later where I thought there was something that they cut out of the movie. Because there was a very random scene that sort of made no sense. But when I talk about it later, maybe it'll make sense. But it was just weird. It's like, oh yeah, Leo's selling the house because we're going to move. And I'm like, you have kids in school still. Uh, yeah. Where are you going? Well, first of all, would you ever trust Leo to sell your house? Like, he, he if he's not a used car salesman, you know, like yeah. just the way he is, I mean, I would never, it would, the blonde haircut. See, again, see, like that was so dumb. Like, to me, it totally, first of all, he did that before Eminem. Like, he had the Eminem haircut before Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Trendsetter. But, but he, I mean, like, I would never trust him, but isn't he a criminal? Like, was it like, like what, or was he just a, he was an informer? Well, he got a deal because he was money laundering and I think he was some kind of accountant because in the second movie, I told you, I rewatched it in that movie, he teaches them about money laundering. And he also talks about like Roger, how he doesn't make enough money. And it's really hard to be able to take uh, deductions. There's like this whole weird scene between them, but how about this? So just to start what you mentioned earlier with Riggs and Ryan, that's her real name. I, what's his, What's the daughter's name in this movie? I forget it. But her real name's Ryan something. But anyway, uh, when how about when she, he calls? Oh, uh, yeah, Ryan Murtaugh. That's her oh. name in the movie. But the fact that when she calls, okay, Riggs answers the phone, and it's so weird. And they flirt in the, the second movie. They flirt, I think, even more. Okay, first of all, why is he answering the phone at Murtaugh's house? True. Again, like you said, is he living there? Like, I mean, first, does he still have the motorhome? Does he go to the motorhome? Oh, yeah, he, he does stop by there oh, yeah. once, right? I think. Um, no, he's definitely in there, yeah. Okay. So, like, why? Why He he, he definitely made himself at home there. And what is he going to do when, he move, when they move? Like, because <laughs> that, that seems like he seems to be there more than his own home. Yeah, and let's talk about this. He has no mortgage payment, no car payment. He must be loaded. He doesn't do anything. He's always working. He's well, he probably works overtime. I mean, he he doesn't yeah. rest. I mean, he sleeps with his gun. 
So I, you know, he, he's he's almost like Tackleberry. He's like a Tackleberry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he can be related to that. Ta- he kind of looks like him. He can be in the same bit. family tree, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be good partners. Oh my god, they'd be great. Oh, forget just about imagine it. the bloodshed if Tackleberry was in a it, like if, a real action movie. If criminals knew that Tackleberry and Riggs were partners, that would be probably the safest town <laughs> to live in. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I love Tackleberry. We're gonna do another police academy this year. We got four. We got four to choose from. Minus seven. I don't want to do Russia. Oh well, well, you may not have a choice. But no, you're saving Russia. Other ones to choose from. And if we don't get anyone, what are you saving Russia for? Uh, tomatoes? No. <laughs> well, that's France. Oh, that's France. Okay, France, Russia, same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, we just lost all the French people. <laughs> I think we lost you them a long time ago. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, so then, just the way Leo is talking to the clients, and what was the what did he keep saying? Full disclosure. It's disclosure. It's disclosure, Roger. Because he's like, I have to tell you that drug dealers went through this bay window. You like this window? A bunch of drug dealers went through it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did. every room was another murder or death in this house. You know? Yeah. I mean, and he also has earrings in this movie, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Uh, what? What? Okay. What are they he's going like for? He's like a divorced dad. He's a divorced dad trying but, to fit okay. in with his kids. He's already an annoying character to begin with. And now you're giving him annoying hair and annoying ears, earrings. And this is a guy that is such a badass mafia guy in movies. And this is what he's he's down to? Like, ugh. He Ugh. loves it. He tro- He could have tr- done whatever he wanted to. And what did they do right after this? Gone Fishing came out like the next year. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 well, listen. He also did eight heads in a duffel bag. So That's I not mean, a terrible uh, movie. he's a he's a good mob he's a good mobster in that movie. His role. Uh, it's a silly movie, but uh, uh, yeah, it is. Benicio del <laughs> Toro, Alicia Silverstone. Nah, not too uh, I'm just not glad too it's bad. not a sequel. <laughs> Nine heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love when the people are like, "Is there anything else you want to disclose?" And he's like, uh, the upstairs bathroom was fully remodeled from a bomb explosion. Okay. 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 Roger. If you're, if you're a real estate agent, do you have to disclose like, like a, that a bomb went off in a house? I don't know about a bomb. I know. I think that's, I guess maybe somebody, nobody died from that bomb. No, but I mean, but you have to disclose that deaths are there. I, I think so. Uh, yeah. Poltergeist was was buried on top of a graveyard. They didn't know about it. <laughs> well, they didn't know about it because they just moved the headstone. <laughs> but I but I wonder, you know, if you have to disclose, it could be, unless they unless I like say someone asked, oh, did anyone die in this house? Yes, you got to like, disclose. Oh, it. Shit. <laughs> but if they don't ask, I wonder if you have if you have to disclose it. Like you have to disclose what? every negative thing that's happened in the house. We had an exorcism well, I, I, in the den. We have an exorcism in the <laughs> den. We had a murder in the basement. <laughs> yeah, Gary Busey and uh, Riggs uh, <laughs> foot on the lawn over here on Christmas. Uh, no, you know you're right. I don't know if there's a real estate agent. Let us know. Do you if you're selling a house that somebody gets like murdered in? Do you have to say like? 
okay, this is a great deal. It's 270. 270 okay. for this neighborhood? I wonder why. Well, there was a triple homicide in the basement. Uh, you know, the fact that they've sold the Amityville house multiple times, you know, I mean, uh, my guess is you don't have to disclose it unless you're asked. Only because think about every house that's had that's I'm sure there's a lot of houses in the real world that have murders that happen in the house, and those houses always get sold. True. Because so it's like it's I like knew- the cop question, and when you ask like a undercover cop, are you a cop? They have to say yes. Real estate agent, were there murders here? And they're like, damn it, I gotta tell you. Yes, would there you, were murders here. Would you buy a house that you knew someone was murdered in it? If there was a <laughs> there was a finished basement, I might. Well, it depends what kind of murder. Like, if it wasn't a bloody yeah. murder, then maybe, you know, if they murdered him, like, they put a pillow over their face and while they're sleeping, you know, that's okay. That's not a bad one. Yeah, like a little a little bit of a little droplets in there, like Cheerios or something, and they died. That's fine. Okay. I'm cool with that. All right. But no, I don't want, like, blood stains in the carpets or blood stains in the hardwoods, you know? Chalk outline. You have to leave it on the... You have to leave- well, it, it, gives her, it gives the house character. It does. <laughs> my my kids' friends can come over and lay in the spot. <laughs> exactly like that. But uh, yeah. So then from here we get uh, like another. It's so cool. Like the that's why I love uh, I love eighties movies, as you know. But I think eighties had so much going on. There was like so much to talk about when it comes to, like social issues. But like the nineties, everything's in here. Gangs. Uh, Evil developers, <laughs> it's like evil evil developers, is such a '90s trope that I love. But oh. with with Roger's son, he's hanging out with gang members in this what, movie, and just they're like during the day, so tropey. The car, the way they look in the car, like you you know they're about to do something. Like yeah. if if they were just re- driving around a regular town, cops would be all over them. Like, you yeah. know, like, they're searching them. They would see that they were, the car had guns and all that. I mean, it was just so obvious the way they had that. So, but I do like the fact that, you know, his son, who is a straight, you know, usually a good kid in all the movies that he's hanging out with this, you know, kind of gave me the vibe of, uh, um, what's the movie with Ice Cube? The Boys in the Hood? Yeah. Like, just the way yeah, they yeah. looked in the car. Like, they were they had that, you know, look. So, yeah. But, but you know what, though? Being in L.A., I mean, back then, it was... I think, you know, with a lot of drive-bys and everything else, that was probably common. Yeah, and the fact that it could just take your kid, you don't have a lot of money, somebody says, hey, here's how you can make money. You could belong to somebody because it was his friend growing up. Like, they knew the family real well from, like, the scene that we see later in the movie. But uh, but if Riggs knows right away, he goes, yeah, I like his colors. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but 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 Roger is is a cop, so he should have a sense about these things. How is he not noticing his son's hanging out with a bunch of gang members at all? He does not notice, and all he cares about is learning the lingo, like word, right? Oh yeah. Right. So I'm questioning: Is Roger really a good cop? Because it seems like Riggs is the one that sniffs everything out, and Roger's just along for the ride. But Roger shows some. Well, Right, some of the when, things when, he does in this movie are pretty wild. When, when he gets angry later in the movie, it was awesome. But that's the first yeah. time we've seen it in three movies, right? Yeah. Oh, I know. I feel, I feel like, I feel like he might not have even never shot his gun until he met Riggs because I, I feel like he <laughs> just he's always by the book and he's always playing it safe and you know like and Riggs. So I really question: Is Roger really a good cop? Because 
I don't know. Has he solved anything? Like, I feel like Riggs has put everything together all the time. Yeah, there was never a time that... Wait, how about in the first movie when he was... Uh, when Riggs was tied up and Al, Al-, Al- Zhang was uh, shocking him? Oh, well, no, no, no. Uh, Murtaugh didn't up. save him? No, Mur- I think Riggs saved Murtaugh. Murtaugh was tied up. Riggs oh, was yeah, hang- Riggs. Riggs was hanging oh, up. Yeah, and he broke the guy's neck, yeah. <laughs> and then That's he ran true. in there and shot everybody. And Riggs- and again, Murtaugh was tied up. I mean, he, he took a beating, but... I, I don't think I don't think Murtaugh has done anything in three movies except for the one scene later on. Outside of that, he does done well, not for nothing. He's also been trying to retire since the first movie. So yeah. I mean so yeah, he's he's maybe he's past his prime. He's trying or well, we see a scene later that makes me think like, oh, maybe he should retire. But uh oh, so right yeah. now we're again we're at six days left to retirement. And then we see like we just talked about like the evil villains that are developers. And then we see Billy, who is one of the workers that for some reason wanted to go off on his own and rob an Arbor car without telling uh, the evil developer. We had very like Patrick Kilpatrick vibes to yes, him. Like, absolutely. I was like, at this time, we see Jack, uh, Jack Travis, who we find out some interesting things about him later in the movie. But dude, what a way to go. In fact, oh. and, and, and especially in front of, uh, I forget the guy's name. Who was I think the gang? He was a gang leader, right? Yeah, he was. Do you do you do you think you die first from suffocation or the, the cement hardening around you? <laughs> oh, I think yeah, probably from suffocation. I would say. Holy cow! Yeah. I mean, that would like that's a now. Do you have to disclose that if that was at a house? Oh yeah. Oh, oh well, by the way, development, right? <laughs> so by the way, we there's a guy buried in your cement. Uh, you know, we we had to fill in the cement a little bit, so you know it's okay. It's... <laughs> But because of it, we're knocking twenty grand off the asking price, and then it's like, well, um, is there any like, is the floor still smooth? Oh yeah, perfectly level. You can't even tell he's there. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know why developers don't do it more often. It's probably using less cement because the body fills up so much space. You don't need as much (laughs) cement. So I think developers, if you're listening to this, start putting dead bodies in uh, your cement, and I think you'll save money. Yeah, you know what? And then land, you know, you don't want cemeteries won't get filled up. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Why not? The cost of housing will go down because you're using less materials. We're going to solve the problem. <laughs> Sticking dead bodies like in between walls instead of insulation. Oh, uh, I don't know why that's funny, but it is. It really is. Oh, my God. So then another one. So, dude, and then we get. What do they do? Oh, let me stop somewhere. And I love that. I was trying to think of what movie we've recently covered when they put the thing over the the parking meter. What movie was that? Mannequin, maybe? No. It was a man- no. Oh, it was Mannequin too. You're right. What? When he parked yeah. and he put the thing out of order. Riggs was gonna use a paper bag to put over does, the meter. He's a cop. Does that work? Does that work? I don't know. First I of all, try. Okay. First of all, if he's a cop. Doesn't he have something in his car that says I'm a cop, you know, like, you know, like a shield or something like, so yes. like, why would he have to use a toll? Like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that is true. Or just but, get a quarter. Well, it was a nickel back then, probably. And does he just, does he have a paper bag in the car all the time for that reason? Oh yeah. Probably he, for the, from his Jack Daniels <laughs> bottle from that night. He always just drinks out of a bottle. He never goes to a bar. That's why this guy's got, he has stacks of paper in the bank. He never spends money. It's like really, a twenty dollar. Well, he lives. He lives in a, a trailer that's pretty small. So you know, 
Yeah. And I was just trying to think about this. Is it legal where it is? Does he own that property or they just not bother him because he's a cop? Well, it's not it's not property. Is it into like a beach or something? Or is it, it like, is, it's it's like a desert? I mean. it's, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it's on the beach. But I'm saying like, is it just like they just Maybe, don't care because it, it's rakes or nobody goes to that beach? No, there's no one. First of all, there's no one ever there. There's no houses nearby. So they probably don't even know it's there. It's probably like like some area that he found that he's like, yeah, I'm just going to park it right here. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody cares. Yeah, you, you, know, you, know you know what finds it? Helicopters always seem to find it. Yes, <laughs> they do. And shoot it up pretty good. I love that. Somehow he's in like a basement. There's like a basement to, to sneak out from. Wait a second. Which is interesting. He, he, well, yeah, yeah. He has. Did it blow up in one, one of the movies? Was it the second movie? Uh, well, the, the second sh- one, yeah. It gets like real shot out pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. So he actually fixed it up <laughs> and continued living in now, it? Now, that now because I just watched the second movie, I don't know if he went to it in the third movie. I'm trying to think if he did. No, I think I thought he I thought he made us. I thought he stopped by for, for something. I forget. Pick something would, up? I don't know. Would Rene Russo, he didn't stop by there at one point or something? Or I don't know. Because if he did, you're telling me he's in a fix-up? Because it got demolished, right? With the, with the machine gun, right? With oh, the, yeah, he got shot. Yeah, yeah. Do people do that? Like, if if your if your trailer gets shot up by a machine gun in a helicopter, would you like get it fixed up or just get a new one? <laughs> <laughs> I think you get a new one. I don't know how much they are, but I'm sure to get all his thing was like, man, that thing was destroyed. It really was. As as dog saved the day, his dog told him people were coming. He wasn't even ready. Oh yeah. Oh, he had a different dog in the second one, right? He had a different dog in the second one, and then in well, he has a dog yeah. in this one too. He does which get is, an argument. Which he, is amazing. <laughs> yeah, how he gets it, yeah. <laughs> so then, again, they park. He puts the paper bag over. Murtaugh's like, oh, I'll go get quarters. Don't worry about it. Which I don't even know why. The, what are they even there for at this point? Because seconds later, he sees an armed robbery, air quotes, happening. And it's uh, Ryan Murtaugh. So he like runs over. He flies, jumps, beats the, the starts to beat the shit out of the guy. And then he goes to her, I thought you were in trouble. And she has like this look on her face, like, eh. yeah, but she, he, he wasn't in trouble. What, no, was it wasn't it? at all. But I'm saying, but it yeah, kind oh, of oh, turned yeah, her yeah. on. Of course. It was like a hero. But, yeah. Listen, it's, it, it is rigs. Not for nothing. He does get a girl in every movie. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you know, so, I mean, it's rigs. But then what does he do after this? He beats the shit out of the director <laughs> until he says, I'll hire back. What's stopping the director after he rigs leave saying, screw you. I mean, you're, you're still fired. Like, why, oh, yeah. why, why would he continue to have her there? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I love, a, the, he, I love the ovation too. the ovation of the people that were working there. Oh. It's like, everybody, <laughs> Ryan, uh, you got your job back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, another lawsuit. Like he easily, just like the guy that was jaywalking. Now, so it, it, let's just say if, if the guy that was jaywalking did what most people would have done and called the police department and say, "Hey, I was getting harassed by this cop with a gun just for jaywalking," now you have a director saying, "Yeah, this guy was choking me. Rick should be off the street." <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's obviously a menace to society. Yet he still could lie to carry a gun and do it. You know, do what he wants. He, he really like does what he three wants. Strikes. Oh no, one hundred percent. But it's not even three strikes. He gets like nine lives like a cat, and he's already used all of them up. 
in this movie alone, it's this movie's eight days. He easily does nine things that are if, illegal. If if this was reality, he would have been dead in the first movie. <laughs> I mean, so like he, he, I, he's got more than nine lives. I mean, he has literally should have died. I think every single scene he's in, he should have died. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. So then we get, uh, again, Murtaugh is so tired and old. He's uh, now this is, uh, I guess this is still day six again. I, I don't even know if it's on the next day, but he is accidentally shoots his gun when he's put it in the holster. This is a good scene, though. Uh, first of it all, it was again, a good scene. The, the fact that he's forty-four, you know, and now we know his age, and he's acting like he's like sixty-five and like really slowing down. Just sh- like it's it, that's why it just it's so weird that he's been talking about retiring for three movies, and he's still <laughs> so young. Like you know, and yeah. you know his skills are not there anymore. That he's got to you know slow it down. Just yeah. But this scene with Riggs, though, it was just so awesome. Like what he does, <laughs> just going absolutely nuts. And he just starts yelling at everyone that looks at him. If you're a cop in his precinct, would you, like, wouldn't you be afraid just to be near Riggs? I mean, it it starts off in the first movie that they think he's, he's, you know, a loose cannon. He only gets, his cannon gets looser each movie. (laughs) He gets looser. I I mean, so, like, I I don't know how anyone could even want to be near him. Like, look how he acts in in the locker room like that. And the fact that, they didn't bat an eye. Like he went overboard crazy to protect Murtog. And they were like, yeah, okay. It's Riggs. You know, that's normal. <laughs> that's normal behavior. <laughs> yeah. But what about when the janitor is there later that night, sweeping the floor and he knows there's a hole in the ground. Hey, did anybody hear any gunshots? Cause I've got a bullet hole and they're like, Oh shit. Somebody shot. If Riggs shot the floor, <laughs> Murtog shot the floor. So no, real quick. What does the term loose cannon mean? Um, I know what it means. Like you're crazy. Right. But why, why, why does it? Yeah. You know what? I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. How is a cannon loose? A cannon is something you put a cannonball in. You light the fuse and it blows up. Well, if it's a a cannon, if if one of the screws are loose on the cannon, (laughs) I mean, duh. (laughs) I'm going to start using it like a tight cannon. You're real. But why, but why is that? Yeah. I'd be curious. Why is that? Uh, related to someone going crazy, like it's yeah, going I crazy. That. But, uh, we have to look. We, we got to find out. All right, anyone with that has a loose cannon, please let us know. You know why you have a loose cannon? <laughs> oh, yeah, why don't you tighten it? <laughs> tighten it up a little bit. But uh, yeah. So how about a uh, little guy Miguel Nunez is in this? Those dang uh, damn enchiladas plays like I think it's like cadet number five or something he's, he's a rookie i mean obviously um yeah yeah that was that was pretty crazy a- another uh 90s trope hollow point bullets that's another big 90s trope in these movies it's like oh man this is something bad guys cop killers these are cop killers man they just show they they do that scene and then they talk about you know the the way the bullets work and what it's to do Pretty, pretty cool. Like, I love that it comes back at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, well, of course. That's great. a major thing. But I, I, I love when he, when Riggs is in a shooting gallery, you know, a shooting, you know, area. And I mean, the first one is the best one, you know, when he's in there yeah. and Murtaugh showing off and he shoots one bullet and then Riggs <laughs> does a happy face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Happy. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you're right. I, I mean, I wonder, I, I don't remember, but I wonder if that was a big thing back in a day of like hot boys kind of bullets because you see it in so many movies. Yeah, well, I think that's when I think that's when it started. Maybe it started in the 80s in the streets and like, oh man, let's write this into movies. But here's the craziest part of the movie. So we get Jack Travis is visiting uh, Mark Pellegrino because he's, he's the only one that got arrested. So now the other guy, oh, the other guy ran away. That's what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other guy was able to get away, but Mark Pellegrino got cuffed. And uh, so at the same time that Jack Travis shows up to the police station okay. to look for him, he's posing, at, which we think at the time he's posing as a cop, but he's actually a former cop. He's like, he's a former lieutenant. At the same time, Rene Russo is introduced into the movie as internal affairs. Yep. What was that part? Of them whispering in the elevator like high school kids. Like, I don't understand that. Well, okay, for, let's just go back to Jack for a second. So, yes. this is a guy that's retired. Retired. Clearly, Rene Russo already knew about him. Because we find out later on she knew about him. How does this guy have access to walk into a police department? And, again, this goes the same thing with the, the armored truck. You can show any kind of badge. No one questions it. As long as it looks like a badge, you're good. You're, you can just walk freely in there. And I'm assuming if you have a witness that you have to, you know, interrogate, only very few people could probably get into that room. Unless you have a fake badge, then you can get anywhere you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or no, no, no. Not even the fact that I would think there'd be somebody waiting outside the door. A and B. Wouldn't it be in a hallway that there's a lot of people walking around? Because it was like a secluded, like end of the school. It was like where they used to put wood shop. The end of the school, <laughs> so far away, nobody else can has to smell the the wood. But in this one, it was like no one was around. He was able to I, go in, shoot him in the chest, and then walk out. It, it was like yeah, right. First of all, okay, so you're going into a police station. Don't they some? I I mean again, I don't. I haven't been to too many police stations, but do they have metal detectors at, at police stations? Well, at back all? then, probably not. Okay, okay. So they, even if they did it, so the, when he walked in, it almost looked like it was like he's walking into like an office building because it looked like there's a secretary, there's a couple cops in the front, in the front desk, yeah, and then that's it. You don't see another cop walking around the entire building that, that this guy has free range to go in. Yeah, I was saying those cops must have like barely passed the exam because that's why they're like desk cops because they like they they didn't. Why would they let this guy in? It made no sense. Like there has to be like a reason for people to be there. Not somebody can just look for because they he even asked about that guy. Like he and, and, knew and, exactly where he was because they told him. And you have a guy in handcuffs with not one cop around. So you have a criminal who is in this room. There's not, wouldn't there also maybe be a cop waiting in a room for someone to come in there? Like you're going to leave him alone that he could, who knows what he could do, bang his head against the wall and, you know, commit suicide or something like you're going to leave this guy alone there and not one cop around at all. Yeah. That was a little, that was a little fishy. It makes no sense. Yeah. It Super fishy. And then, well, Lauren nothing, Cole. nothing. Hold, hold on. Yeah. Tra so Travis being that he's on that wanted list, he's obviously known he's, he's, he's a criminal. He gets around this movie. As if no one's ever even heard of him before. Yeah. He goes any he go throughout the whole movie. He has access to anything he wants. He's not afraid to show his face anywhere. He knows people are looking for him, and he acts like you know what? No one's gonna recognize me. 
Yeah, Al Bundy writes bad checks. His face is everywhere <laughs> in the in the greater Chicago area. But this guy, they, they don't they can't give like little photos. Like, hey, if this guy comes here, don't let him in. You know, he like, goes come everywhere. On. He goes everywhere. Even later on, when the Riggs and Murtaugh recognize him, he still's able to get everywhere. He still walks around like the, he has no fear. None at all, and he rightfully so because it works. He doesn't get caught. Nothing happens to him. So now with Renee Russo, Lorna Cole, we find out she's IA. She's internal affairs. How about when she reveals? Because they're like, yeah, he's definitely a, he's definitely a cop because the way he's standing, he knows where the camera is. You can't see his face. And then when they're like, she's like, no, but he doesn't know about this camera that we installed in the interrogation room. So we got a photo of him. And then it's like, oh, he's Jack Travis. And then the captain's like, son of a bitch. Like, it's like, what are you guys doing beating the shit out of people in that room? Like, come on. I it, Would that be legal to do? I don't know if he, I don't know. Can, can internal affairs put secret cameras? cameras? I don't think yeah, you know, like, I don't know. But I do love the captain. Like, you know, like he, he, you know, for what he, first of all, for what he does as he's like, you know, he's, Renee Russo's trying to bully everybody around in that office, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and her, and her captain and the captain, like you, you see him, you know, complying with everything she's saying. And then, then he gives them their, their, their badges back. And, you know, yes. like, go ahead, dude. I love that. Like, you know, cause you, you, he totally turned it around on them. So that was awesome. Yeah. It worked out. So then the next part is when uh, Leo shows up again. Hey, Murph. Which is the only clip that I got video-wise. Hey, Roger, Roger. Hey, no, 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 no. We gotta talk, babe, okay? Babe. You're in trouble. You got termites. Termites? Uh-huh. Oh, God. You're infested. Like I'm the, the only thing that's holding up your house is the paint, okay? Hey, Roger, I think we should go now. Hey, Leo, could you take a powder and get the place fumigated yeah, or something? Yeah. Roger, I think we should go down there. <laughs> okay. got on this guy. Hey, I know this guy. Him. What are you watching, Geraldo? What did you say? Geraldo. Like, Neil, how do you know? <laughs> I've seen the guy before. Hey, where? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I recognize him from someplace. His name's Jack Travis. Yeah. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, yeah. Jack Travis. Hey, hey, that hey, ponytail's hey, ridiculous, hey, by the way. Clothes, okay, baby? This is great. Okay. okay. Get off the hands off the clothes, okay, baby? The big party. Okay. And somebody brought a monkey because the monkey knocked over the salad bar. And this guy <laughs> comes and introduces me. Murtaugh is 44. <laughs> Look at him. What? I got it. And I remember. Yeah, got it. I remember. remember. I remember. You remember. You remember. <laughs> hey, hey, don't do it. Don't let the earring fool you. Okay. okay. Hey, hey, yeah. we're back. We're back. Yeah. yeah, back. yeah. Hey, listen, listen. Yeah. You think I can get it done this? Dude, oh. when he says, I remember there was a monkey because the monkey knocked over the salad bar. I want to go to that party. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. And just so many like uh, like again, it's some characters in movies are the ones that deliver the to set like the tone of the like you just said Geraldo. He talked about don't touch my earring, which I guess was like some gay, gay joke or something. Don't let the earring fool you is what he said. Well, it, it was I think back in the day, if you had the earring in a certain ear. The one ear, they, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So but it, yeah, I mean again. Talking about termites and a little comedy, it was. I, I they needed him for these little things. Really, after this part, they got what they needed from him. They didn't, they shouldn't use him anymore, but they they bring him back later on again, just to bully him. And they bully him pretty bad, like later in the movie. But but I, but I love that his job, whatever he. So he was like a gopher for like the mafia, it seemed. So he's like, I'm gonna do whatever. But he doesn't remember what he has. I got tickets to for something. He but. Then he cut, and then we cut to the hockey game. 
he remembers getting the guy tickets because he likes hockey, but doesn't remember where. And then he's like, and oh, yeah, definitely in front of the glass. This is something so recent. Like, he just gave this guy tickets recently. <laughs> and they happen to know that he's going to be in that game right there. He loves hockey. He goes every game of that very tiny arena. They did one shot. It looked so small, which is shocking oh, yeah. that they couldn't have used like the LA Kings arena at that time. It was like whatever the minor league team or maybe a college. It was so small. Did they see a picture of him yet? I don't think Rene Russo showed a picture, right? Of him. They talked about No, because they know who he is. Yeah, yeah, because they would they no, they, they, they know knew. who they're looking for. Because they're looking around for someone. Oh yeah, but I don't remember them seeing a picture of him. How did they know what he looked like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because no, they that, did. No, 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 they did. The video. The video in the interrogation room. Oh, you're right. Okay, okay. You're yeah. right. All right. All right. Yep. Let's scratch that. All right. And I love that they're they're like all doing it the right way. Murtaugh, even Leo looking around. But then we get Riggs. He takes the arena PA mic and just basically like, Jack Travis, you're caught. You're surrounded. Don't try to go to the exits because there's a cop waiting for you. I'm like, oh, my God. So Okay, so he's there because Leo got him tickets? No, that- no. He just knows that he likes hockey and he goes to all the games. That's, that's, that's all he knows. That's- that's stupid. What are the chances yeah. he goes to that game? I, I was going to say, so we had a deal with Leo just because he knows the guy likes hockey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it it would have been fun, funny if they went and he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Was it hockey? And, uh, uh, no, he likes basketball. And they go to the basketball <laughs> game. He's not there. <laughs> you know, they go to all these different sporting events and he's not, he's just not there at all. But, uh, but damn, we'll talk about how badass that like Travis to get away, man. He like knocks, he beats the shit out of the, an usher who probably makes it this time $5 an hour. <laughs> well, would you like, okay. So if he's looking at all the exits where you're, you can see some exits where you're sitting. There's not one cop anywhere. Yeah. So why? Like he, he, I know he probably thinks that he know where he's sitting, but he should have gotten out of there. There were, there wasn't a cop anywhere near him. Oh, no, 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 he did. No, no, he did see some cops walking down that were randomly walking down. That's why he turned around, went towards the ice. Oh, my God. How about that? The running on the ice scene? Well, I'm glad they did that because, like, Riggs looked like he was struggling. Like, I'm glad he oh. wasn't doing it, like, so smooth as a Riggs would do everything smooth because he yeah. was struggling. And that, that made it better. So that was good. And then uh, Leo takes a bullet, sort of. Well, did he take it? Like, yeah, I know it's. Where did I? I, th- I thought it like I. I thought it was like a joking thing because when he started saying he's getting cold, and <laughs> that was talking, really funny. Well, you know it's funny. I think I think with I think the relationship is really between him and Murtog. I think Riggs can't stand him, and so oh, he hates him. Really, Riggs doesn't like anybody. You know, and if you think about it, Riggs also bullies Murtog a lot. He's always making fun of no. him, making him look like a fool in the office all the time. So. Riggs really is a big bully. Oh, he's a dick. He's a remember at the end of the movie when he talks about like how unlucky he must have been to get a partner like him. And then he basically that, that, that final scene when he keeps popping his head up yeah, 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 and just yeah. saying lines over and over again. <laughs> and it's basically like, man, he's like messing with him till the end. Like if but that was all- quote unquote going to be the last movie, he was like messing with him till the very end of the movie. Always, but he again, he's that crazy guy that 
no one would stand up to anyway. So if, if you want him to stop, you're not going to ask him because he's too crazy. And he, you, again, he's a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. But when he's like, I'm cold, I'm cold. Murtaugh's <laughs> like, you're probably cold because of the ice. <laughs> but here's the most messed up scene in any movie ever, I think. When they're at the doctor's, oh. they go to the hospital. He has oh. a grazed bullet. And you have the doctor who looks like he was like an extra on like, like general hospital. He, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, we'll, we'll get you out of here in a few minutes. And then this doctor who probably swears by some oath of doctors within seconds, he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you guys say, yeah, we'll keep it for a day. Two days. Maybe three. No, well, Riggs is throwing his fingers up. He goes, no, I know that. I know that. Right. So I'm saying the fact that he was getting bullied by them from that. And then what does he do? He takes the chart and he writes Proctor exam. And, and okay. So shame on the, the, the hospital. This guy's here for a, 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 a grazed bullet in his arm. And they see a, a colonoscopy on his, on his <laughs> charts. They're not going to question that. Like what is, what does a grazed bullet have to do with getting a you know rectal exam? Like so, who like did you know? I, not, and it just looked like he wrote it in the middle of the page. Like <laughs> there, there, there was like no, there, it wasn't like a section like what is this? He just it's like if if he just wrote something randomly over a couple boxes, he might have wrote it over like the address. He just wrote down you know <laughs> rectal exam. <laughs> it's no like sense. oh, where's he live? A uh, rectal exam street. I don't. I mean, that's not right. See, this is something that would happen. I think it actually did happen in uh, police academy. Didn't uh, Mahoney do that for? Uh, yeah, he did. Mouser? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was a rect- It was a rectal exam, right? It was. Yeah. I, I think. I, I think that's another trope that that it's like a comedy thing. Like in the eighties, I guess people, you know, <laughs> made pranks and made some get a rectal. Wait, exam. But was Leo walking funny? All he did was have a. a he had a a sling that he wasn't wearing the rest of the movie. It was just hanging over his neck. Wait, why would you be walking funny for a rectal exam? I never had one. Well, guess what? You're getting at the age where you got to get your first one. Well, I have to get it at 36. Well, I had I had a colonoscopy at 45. Okay. And let me tell you something. It's the best sleep you'll ever have. Really? They knock you out. Yeah. Because they knock you out. They knock you out. You wake up. You walk crooked for a couple of days and you're good. <laughs> Mr. Ricardo, you ready? Yeah, doctor. You're going to give me something? <laughs> You you walk like the, like like they do in the cartoons in the old west with your legs like you know like the cowboys in the old west. <laughs> One thing did you notice that after Leo was okay and the PA announcer said everybody's right, gonna be all right and the police started cheering and I'm like they're cheering okay I get that but there's a guy that tried to murder someone at the game or how about the people that sit next to Jack Travis every game. It seems like he likes to go to hockey a lot. When they'd be like, "Holy shit! I used to drink beers with this guy, and he's shooting people." Not to mention, not one. I don't think anyone got up and to leave. Like they were all still sitting there. Like this is part of the show. Like this is part. Yeah, they're gonna start the, the game. game again. Are they gonna they're start like, the game? Well, they're probably like, you know what? We haven't seen a fight all hockey game. Now this is now this is a fight. <laughs> yeah. This equals all the fights throughout the game. But no, it was just funny. Everybody was like, "Yeah." Nobody panicking, running to the exits, right? Not one person got up. Yeah. No panic. <laughs> oh, my God. So here we go. So this is the part that I was talking about earlier. Because we never, they never mentioned 
like where they were going to move to or like what the goal was. So wasn't it random that they went to fast Eddie's for the food. And then Roger oh. goes, I'm going to cook you the best burger you ever had in your life. And in my head, I'm like, he's about to announce that he bought this place. And he's you, gonna be. You a thought cook. he was gonna retire. You thought he was gonna retire as a cook in a in a. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, okay, I it was guess just I too random. That. Like, what place? I know he's a cop, so he's probably that was probably on his beat when he was younger. Maybe when he was a detective, so he went there a lot. But I don't know if I can go to any restaurant and be like, "Hey, you know, hey Bobby, can I take the spatula?" I think they'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude!" <laughs> well, it looked like it wasn't his first time. So I, I'm assuming was he goes, no, he, he's definitely done that before. <laughs> and then where are they? Right by, uh, Riggs goes, right, oh, let me go smoke a butt. Uh, right next to another crime. I mean, like it's literally, deal. like I said, it, it, everywhere that Riggs walks around, no matter where he is, he's going to find a major crime. It's not even a petty. It's always a major crime. That follows him. He's a he's a tractor beam. He's a tractor he, beam. He really is. And, and the fact that again, Murtog never notices anything. He's the last person to notice anything going on. You know, until Riggs sniffs it out. Well, until we hit gunshots, it's usually gunshots, and then That's, he's like, "Hey, right. where'd he go?" <laughs> well, he knows Riggs involved somehow, and then yeah. you know. But he, but you, you notice that every every time it's every time Riggs is the one that sniffs it out and Murtog is just clueless about it. I, I wonder if he's one of those cops that you used to hang around the front desk, like the other cops that let the other, let Travis <laughs> in. <laughs> well, I love that he goes up and Riggs goes up and then he's going to, he goes to stop them and he's like police. And then they start firing Uzis at him and Murtog kind of comes in and sort of like saves the day in a way. Cause he starts firing and but at the same time, Riggs gets hit from behind with a two by four, like hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's like knocked out. Where'd that guy go? Like, uh, I, I don't know. So he just basically hits him, and then then it's like, wouldn't it? What, this Riggs is a cop who's basically trying to shoot everybody. So at this point, they're shooting back. So you know, if this if Riggs survives, we're in trouble. Like we're shooting at a cop right now. This guy's just gonna hit him in the back of the with a wood and leave. He's not gonna kill him. Murder, like right? He would go for murder. If you're shooting at would. someone, it means you're trying to murder him. Correct. Correct. And then he just, but he disappears. And he does. And, and, and Riggs has taken many beatings. Never been knocked down like that by, by a piece of wood. That did it for him. That's where I wrote down. Maybe he should retire too. <laughs> maybe he should retire <laughs> in five days. I mean, he was shocked to, to almost death in the first movie. And he yeah. was able to choke a guy out with his legs. You know, he was drowning in mud and he still came back. But no, a, a wood to the head, that does it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jet Li's choking him out in Lethal Weapon 4 and he's he can survive yeah. that. But two by four hacks out Jim Duggan. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. And, you know, I would think swinging a two by four would be difficult to really get a strong momentum. Not, not, not that you can't swing hard. It's not like swinging a baseball bat because it's kind of wide, right? So it's, and flimsy, yeah, it's like, hard to like grip hard, it. Yeah. It's hard to really grip it. So like, really? Like that's what knocks Riggs out. But Murtaugh comes up and then they start firing on the one guy that's left. Who's like hiding in like a shed. And then they get him. How do they know? Not, how do they know? No, there's no one else in that shed. Like maybe his gr pregnant girlfriend. 
Or any or another guy with a gun that's another, just not firing? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, but he's got a gun. So at least, you know, but there could be innocent people in there. I feel like when they're trying to stop a crime from happening, all rules are out the window. If you're yeah, in the area. They don't care. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> well, because you know what? It doesn't matter. They're going to work the next day. They can do anything. They, they can know shoot that the pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> and then the worst, what's the worst that's going to happen? They'll be on the street with a gun and still stopping other yeah. crimes. <laughs> so, okay. So let's think about that. So they were punished. They were punished for blowing up a building, not knowing how many people that might be in that building, damaging, costing so much money. And they were punished by going on a street with their guns, able to stop other crimes. So yeah. basically, were they were they punished at all? Like, no, no, what was the, no. what was the punishment? They lost their car. I think that was lost the only their punishment. car. And they had to wear the they wear a uniform. Oh, oh. oh, that's embarrassing though. <laughs> button ups, yeah. Oh, I gotta go with this button up shirt. These blues. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh my god! And the last gang member it ends up being Daryl, Murtaugh's son's friend that we saw earlier. It's kind of like, wow, man, this is like deep. I feel like this is where it starts. It's, the movie becomes two movies, right? You have a lot more comedy in the first half, and then this yeah. is where it starts getting a little bit more serious. I mean, this is this gets pretty heavy, too. Oh, yeah, dude. This whole scene with him just seeing Murtaugh yeah. go, go, oh, like, yeah. go that way it was pretty different. And then yeah. at the same time, we get a... And then we have Renee Russo. And then... No, no. You know what I want to ask? So when we saw Riggs, not Riggs, Murtaugh, when Riggs called Murtaugh's wife and was asking, like, oh, is he home? And he and she was like, oh, he hasn't come home yet. And we see him parked outside of a house. It doesn't look like his house. I was thinking that was the house of Daryl's parents. And then he just couldn't get the courage to get out. Because all we still I saw was him sit there. Okay. Because I'm like, I, I know what their house looks like because we've seen it so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. There's the garage on the right, and there's like the uh, addition he put above it. Okay. I think it was Daryl's house, and I because okay. he was there to tell the mom, and yeah, he couldn't do it. No, no, I agree. So yeah, okay. and you know, but yes, back to Renee Russo. This is where she starts. We see what she, what she could do. Correct. Well, this not yet. Up. This is when. Well, soon. This is where we see her in the men's room, and oh, then she okay. does the old. Uh, Push him in so he gets his penis. That was pretty funny, but but wouldn't that like again? There was another guy in there. Wouldn't wouldn't he have a problem with that? That a and she's internal in affairs. The- that's illegal. That's like <laughs> that's what 100%. they investigate. So literally, the the cops here could do whatever they want, wherever they want, however they want, and it's okay. No rules. And then no rules. talking about no rules. How about when he's like, can, cause he wants to work with her and she wants information. So they kind of come to an agreement. How about when she just has an Uzi in her office yeah. here? Well, let me show it, you this before we even get there. So I'm glad they did address this though. When he was going to shake her hand and she asked him to wash his hand <laughs> because I was waiting for him to do that. So I could say, and he did that without washing his hand. So they did <laughs> address that. So I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> so- Look at that. So, Renee yeah. Russo is so good. I'm trying to think of like one oh. of her first big movies. Was it this? Was it Major League? Wasn't it? Oh yeah, but was she in anything before that? You know what? I don't. She's kind know, of like but... an afterthought character because I know she's a big part of the movie being with Tom Berenger. Yep. But no. Yeah. But you know what though? It, it, this just shows you though 
they really can make anyone an action star because she's not an action person. She's not like. Oh well, and she, it was and pretty and bad. Some of the fighting was pretty bad. Uh, uh, no, it was. But I'm. That's what I mean, though. You could you could literally make Mr. Bean an action star if you wanted to. And he was, <laughs> wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he the the agent? Johnny Johnny Dangerously, right? John, no, Johnny, no, no, Johnny no. English. Johnny English. Johnny English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they really, I mean, in the movie, you can make anyone an action star. <laughs> but it is funny no, because yeah. she, she is basically Riggs as a female. Pretty much, yeah, because she doesn't, no rules for her, too, because yeah. she's a rule breaker, which is yep. kind of weird for internal affairs because she tells him about, hey, this is what Jack Travis did, uh, a warehouse got busted for 15,000 guns were stolen. And it was Jack Travis who probably tipped somebody off to steal them. Which is pretty would interesting. Be, would, yeah. But would she be allowed to tell him if she wasn't allowed to tell him? Yeah. I mean like, well, but she's also, I'm assuming probably not allowed to sleep with him either. And so, Oh my clearly, God. That scene. <laughs> Cause she was not into it. And he was just like, Hey, you started it. And I'm like, Whoa. Well, well, he did take it a little far. <laughs> They did. When he said that line, I was like, oh, and then she was not into it. Wait, wait wait a second. You think that that line, not the fact that he was standing in his underwear? That's what I mean. He was in his underwear when he said that line. Yeah, right, right, right. And then he goes, you, uh, you started it. He said like, you, yeah, he says you started it. And then she was like, yeah, I can end it. And then he walks up and tries to kiss her. What if she was like, whoa, dude, I just told you I ended it. (laughs) Listen, this is Riggs. He knows. He knows when he's he's like every woman likes him. Every movie he was able to get someone. And let's let's be honest, even if he was in trouble for it, he'd be at work the next day. (laughs) He's got like the Monopoly gold get out of jail free card. I don't think he's and I don't think he sleeps. I don't. He seems like he's and he doesn't do drugs and he stopped drinking. I'm assuming. I don't think he drinks because he didn't drink in his movie at all. Even when right, I don't think he was drinking. Even when Murtaugh was wasted, I don't think he was drinking with him. No, yeah, I don't think he was. Oh no, so he like, threw it in the ocean. But he acts like he's on coke all the time. Like he's he's just so like hyped just up all crazy. the time. And but that scene when they're showing the scars was very funny. That was good. That reminded oh, me yeah. of Joyce. No, I that was great, but one of my favorite parts of this whole movie was when they're going to the warehouse to oh, okay. do it. How about when she tells that really dumb joke, of, uh, like scenario about the lingerie she, shop? Yeah, yeah. And I friggin' loved it because even when she said it, I was so confused. It made no sense. And then when they get into the warehouse and they're really quiet, and he goes, "Yeah, you know that I was a that, I, I no." He goes, "I don't, I don't get, get it. it." He goes, "I don't get it." <laughs> Yeah, she was. What do you mean? That, yeah. Lingerie shop. Why would yeah. <laughs> the the fact that they went back to it was very funny because I I honestly good. thought I was I thought I was missing something when yeah. when she says a joke I'm I'm thinking to myself I'm like all right I don't I don't understand but uh, maybe maybe I'm just missing something but yeah that was pretty funny that was no good. it made no sense but what made even more no sense if that makes sense uh, is when he starts talking dog <laughs> he's like that that dog. Whisper or whatever, like the the what's it? Oh, Caesar Caesar. Milan, Caesar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. This is like this is clearly these are bad guys, right? They they between the guns and I'm sure they deal with drugs, tons of money. You're gonna tell me they're gonna have a guard dog that basically will calm down just by another person kind of talking to them, like making not even talking, (laughs) making noises, making noises at at a Rottweiler. And yeah. it calms him down. 
Well, again, he's part animal. I, I, in this movie, he's part like Jekyll and Hyde. He has two personalities that kind of come out, and maybe he's part dog. I, I dog understood love, him. I, I wonder if they made him do like multiple takes because he probably been like "f you" because at one point he starts licking his own. He starts licking his lips, and I'm like, "This is just weird." Like, it, it, again, that was I think a stupid. I think it would have been funny if he had a piece of meat in his pocket and they threw it down, like they do in other <laughs> movies. You know, because that always works too. You know, if you bring a piece, of, if you bring a steak, raw steak, it always stops the dogs. Well, you do remember they shared a bone. He broke it in half, and they both had a bite. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we we didn't address that—the fact that he was eating dog biscuits the entire movie. <laughs> you, know, you know, he was at because he was at Murtaugh's house early in the movie. He was looking for a snack, yeah. and Murtaugh gave him the box. And for some reason, he kept eating them, and literally carrying them around the rest of the movie. So. Riggs is definitely like I said. He's he's an animal in this movie. He's he's part dog. <laughs> he is so unhinged in this movie. It's ridiculous. He's literally <laughs> eating dog biscuits. <laughs> he lives on dog biscuits and cigarettes because he never eats the burger that Roger wants to make. And let me tell you something. I I ate a, I tried a dog biscuits one. What I was curious. It is the driest thing ever, and I don't recommend it. <laughs> so the fact that he's eating it like like he's eating crackers is ridiculous. Why do dogs like it if it's so dry? Well, think about dog food. Like I say this all the time. Like we have this big bag of dog food for my dogs, and every time we pour it in the morning, they get excited like it's the first time they're trying <laughs> steak. It's like it's like the same boring thing over and over again. It, well, think about this. Think about I think it was Burt Reynolds and and uh, Dom DeLuise and in, in uh, Cannibal Run when he shoves hay in his his mouth. And he's like, I don't understand how horses eat the shit. Oh, yeah. And Cannibal <laughs> Run too. Yeah. 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 So it's like the same thing. Like, look at, hey, how boring. But they get so excited about this stuff. Can you can you imagine having something like the same meal over and every single day the rest, and getting excited for it every single time? It must be great. It'd be a great <laughs> feeling. I, I complain about making dinner. And these guys are like, oh, my God, dry food. Yes. It's it. It's, it, it really boggles my mind because it is so dry and gross and the fact that they get excited about it. <laughs> so this is where you kind of mentioned before. So this is Lorna. So she she shows up, guns pointed, and then we get a guy come up behind her with a gun. And what do you think? It's over. Scene's over. Guns pointed at her. And then she beats the shit out of every single person there. And we see this in every movie. You have, okay, so they weren't expecting that. So the first guy, I get it, right? The first guy was unprepared. He got his butt kicked. But when, there's about five guys there and they all see what she's doing. Why they wait, like, they they easily could overpower her because there was like five on, uh, and she's a small woman. She's not a big woman, right? So you're going to tell me they couldn't like bum rush her? They're doing one at a time. That's clearly not working because she's knocking every single guy out. Like they're not even not one person was left standing. I know, and I love how like Riggs shows it off later. Oh, oh watch her, watch her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I remember they, they know each other for a few days. Uh, well, well, especially later on, like no, I, I know, I, 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 and I, I did write that down. I'm like, how long do they really know each other? Because they act like they've been married for years. No, I know. She better be in if they if a fifth one's definitely happening. She has to be in it. Have you seen her in anything? Like I, I wonder if she's still acting. I haven't seen no, her. No, no, like no. A, yeah, yeah. She's All good. Right. She was even good in the fourth one. 
But uh, so then at this point, they escape with the shipment. He even waits for the dog. But what makes zero sense to me? The guns fall out of the truck. And then they just leave them. So the guns are on the streets. Well, they don't it, break. It did take a while to fall out of the truck. But the, the back door was open. And they were driving around with it open. Nothing was f- moving at all. Yeah. But they they just so they're trying to get the guns off the street. And then the ones that fall on the street, they just leave there for the guns to be on the street again. <laughs> they wanted them off the street and then literally they put them, put them on, on the, the street. street. <laughs> Not for distribution, but on the street, right in the middle of the road. Well, and I you love think that about- the bad guys. The bad guys complained about it, like they ruined the guns. They seemed more concerned. They, they seemed more concerned about it than the cops. Like they were. Just, and, but you think about it this way: I don't think I think Riggs wants it on the street because if it's not on the street, he gets no action. That is true. He wants more guys. So he, need, he, guys need, he needs guns on the street for him to be able to do his job. The reason I'm saying that is in the next scene, Jack Travis is talking to the gang leader that calls him and says, oh, the guns that I was going to get, I don't have them anymore. And I'm like, why not? You had like 15 henchmen that were still alive. They pick them up one by one, throw them yeah. in the truck. They're good. It's the middle of the night. Like, what's the and, point? And the main the main gang leader was like a grown up. Like he was like an older guy. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But okay. But the rest of the gang were like in their 20s. Well, that's what they do. It's like a is that how is, is that like how gangs work? Like is it like well, you know what? Remember American History X? You seen that, right? Oh yeah, it was Keech. Yeah, the main guy was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess, I guess no, that's, that's how, how gangs works. are done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then and now here's the scene with the we kind of talked about the oh, comparing okay. the scars like in Jaws. And I love my favorite line out of all of them was Riggs when he goes, "Yeah, some guy mistaken my head for a log." <laughs> That was a good yeah. one. I, 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 they were, they were a lot. They were shot up a lot between the both of them. A lot of bullets yeah. in them. Okay. How are they still alive? I, How about the ones on his back? When they showed the, he goes three. I was dragged. Three bullet wounds. And he was dragged. You see how rough his his back was. Oh, so I know. Yeah. <laughs> he makes like he makes Rambo look good with, with his scars. <laughs> Yeah, but at that point, man, they 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 bone. The dog turns over, so he doesn't have to watch them boning. And then the whole time, I'm thinking, what about what about Ryan Murtaugh? Because I really think I that's such a weird thing in this movie. I know obviously the age gap, and it's your partner's daughter, but they like really have weird chemistry. Even the second one, when I watched it, I'm like, this is like. Well, do you remember something. the first one? I think she was like staring at him at dinner. The whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She was into yes. him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. Because at that point, think about, if you were saying when this came out, he was in his mid-30s. I think so. so. the age gap, she was like, in that movie, she played a high schooler. And right. he was probably like only like late 20s, maybe, at that point. Which so she was like. Blows my mind. Like, if that's the I case. know, right? Like, just, Even <laughs> the fact that I'm the same age as Riggs. I know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you you look, you know, you're like you look like you you could be a Riggs. <laughs> you <mean> a Riggs? <laughs> uh, I, well, he's, he's... I do love the fact that he's always doing three Stooges stuff. He's always oh, yeah. every every bad guy they're trying to interrogate. He's always like poking him in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or playing with their face. He's he's always like putting his fingers in his. Mouth. <laughs> so then we get 
after this happens, this is when we cut to Riggs finding Roger drunk on his boat, gun in hand. And then the first line that he says to him, he goes, yeah, your daughter, Ryan told me that you were here and to come check on you. And he goes and he has the gun in his hand. He goes, my daughter came to your trailer. So I guess he saw as a trailer or the trailers in the driveway. I don't remember them showing that, but he's got to have you, it. Wait, wait, you think he's living in their driveway? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> that's the only indication that the trailer's still alive. So it's somewhere. No, I... There's no way he's leaving that spot. It's the perfect spot for him. He's such a loner. It's a good spot. Yeah, no, it's not. But Riggs knows how Roger feels about his daughter. Riggs knows that Roger is a, I'm going to say loose cannon again. Right now, you know, drunk, extremely depressed with a gun in his hand. Why would you lead with the most sensitive topic to try to calm him down? Like you're, you're clearly doing the opposite with him. Yeah. He loves messing with him. Even at, even, at the, at point, even at this point. Yeah. No, he doesn't care. Cause what is the line? He says next, he goes, come on, you got three days until your retirement. Calm, calm down. The better line would have been like, Hey, how about you just like take a few days and then you'll be done. Then you don't have to do this. Any, and I, it was weird to see Murtaugh as like, not a good guy. Like when he was drunk, like yeah. just the person that he was and the way he was acting, it was kind of odd to see. He's never like that. Danny Glover never plays a character like that. It, but it was so good because you can, you could totally see his shoes, you know, being in his situation, what he did. But that also gets like, I'm, I'm guessing he hasn't shot too many people until he met Riggs because, you know, I'm sure it's not the first kid in a gang that he shot before. I know this is different because he knows the kid. Um, but I just feel like he's the type of guy that every person he kills, he feels some kind of remorse, you yeah. know, and, and you know, uh, he does, like he said, he's, he's more of a peaceful cop, you know, very, you know, by the book. So I think it's, it, I th- you can see it. And his, the acting between the both of them in a scene was, was great. Yeah. And then was, I, you think, you think it was bad that he led with that line about the daughter. How about when he doubles up on it and he goes, yeah, you know what? I slept with someone I shouldn't have. And Murtaugh punches. <laughs> well, not for Murtaugh nothing. even you, has it in the back of his head too. You, you, you know, you know, Riggs has no filter or whatever. So I, he's so like oblivious to the wrong things to say. Cause literally everything he was saying was wrong at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. But just that it's so cool as the audience that there's like this inside joke. And then you finally see, cause there's times you see, even at the end of the movie, we'll talk about that one later. But like you see these times and you're like, Roger, like maybe like does a little smirk or like looks a little like pissed. But like this, that line, no, he like no. real. That was the first time he's like, oh, my God, you you had slept my daughter. You, you saw crazy for the first time in Roger, you yeah. know, and 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 because I there is a part where I, I put down, I wrote down crazy rigs is the best. Because later on, when he goes crazy with two guns and everything yeah. else, like, you know, so like, you know, but Roger also goes crazy, you know, like, and this is the start of Roger going a little crazy. He has, you could tell, like, he finally has some crazy in him that's coming out. And uh, no, this is such a, again, in, in these three movies, I don't think they had an emotional scene the way they have in, in this, what's going on right here. Yeah, there's like a stretch here because they have them on the boat. Then we have the uh, Roger, like, teaching his son how to shave. And yep. then talking about like his friend and saying he was sorry. And then they play boys to men. 
it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Oh, and really, you know what? I don't think anyone can really listen to that song ever because it is it is the most depressing because uh, they use it in so many movies at like the most horrible situations that it's ruined the song. Like anytime you hear that song, you're thinking of death. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, maybe the song was about a girlfriend's leaving. You know, he's breaking up with his girlfriend. It's so hard to say goodbye. You know, no, now it's it's all about death. Or how about somebody that just had like a great day and they are going to sleep and they're it's hard to say goodbye to yesterday because when they wake up, it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> or someone is retiring and so hard to say goodbye to, you know, your employees that you worked with for a long time. You know, I mean, it's, there's a lot of things it can be, but no, yeah. every movie puts it in. I think it, I think the, what's the movie? Uh, again, I, I'm going to go back to it. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Was it in there? Oh, uh, Boys in the Hood. Was it in there? It was probably in there. Maybe. Yeah. So, okay. Boys Men, classic. Still so good. They just did like, what did they do? They just did like the national anthem well, they're or on, something. I think they're on tour with like Belle Bib DeVoe and like, you know, oh, 90s. So, I bet. Yeah. No, they're great. Yeah. So then we get, so from there, we get like a, not a Rocky two line, but we get when he goes to the mom of Daryl's mom and say, I'm so sorry. She slaps him. And the dad goes, you want to do something, Sergeant Murtaugh? Find the man who put the gun in my son's hand. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. That, and that, this that kind of goes crazy. Like you said, yeah. I wrote the same thing. I go, Murtaugh goes crazy, like crazier than Riggs at this point. But, well, because that was the that was the line that he needed to hear, I think, yeah. to get him motivated. Because I think if he, didn't, if he didn't hear that and he just got the slap, I think he's still like, you know, like, but the father giving him the okay, like, listen, I get it. I understand. Now get these guys for me. And that was, yeah. yeah. The next scene is literally Riggs. I mean, uh, Murtaugh just rules out the window. He was just going crazy. And I loved it. Like, they were I all wish, beating the I, crap out of people to get I wish I saw that more. Yeah. I wish we saw more of that. But and it, it also makes real- you think. What makes you think, though, why wouldn't they do this all this time? Yeah, how did they, they get all beating this? the crap if, out of people. Or no, just how they know where to go now. Where they didn't know, we, like if they had this information already, why why didn't they do it before? Yeah, I don't know if they did. Maybe it was from like well, they don't the bus, show you where. Like, well, they're not showing. Yeah, they you don't any... show us. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, <laughs> should have been right. some kind of lead or tip, or they got somebody to open up. But then right. this is the part where you get the joke with Rene Russo and Murtaugh's getting ready to help out, and then and then Riggs like, oh no, watch, 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 <laughs> and she beats up four guys. Yeah, again, again. And he says, you okay, honey? And I'm like, honey, after one night together. And let's, she beats up four guys. She doesn't have one scratch on her. She didn't have a bloody lip. She didn't, she didn't have a scratch on her. And literally she beat up eight guys in a matter of what? A a day and a half? A day and a half. Yeah. Not one scratch. There's a lot of ass kicking in the last, in the next few minutes. Cause in between we get a cut in of, uh, the captain leaving and Jack Travis kidnapping him at gunpoint. And then right now, right from there, I wrote, now we have Riggs and Murtaugh doing spin kicks. <laughs> cause that's the next part when they're doing it like in front of everyone. Like, is there, cause that's what the, that's what's fun about this movie. I don't know if like police bullpens are like this, but when people show up to work, I don't know if they do like these like tests of strength. Like when we worked in ripping the phone book with that guy. Oh my gosh. That that was one of the best, like the funniest things I think I've yeah. ever seen. You know, I tried. I tried joke, to rip yeah, it. 
I wish I but had no. that video still. That was great. Yeah, me but, and Jamie I mean, were yeah. this guy that oh. this guy Mark who looked like he was it, I don't know what it, he looked like Rick Moranis, but he it, was super it, strong. He he looked like Rick Moranis, and like he he told us he could rip phone books. We we didn't believe him. He showed us. He did it in front of us, and then Doug wanted to try. So somehow we had a bunch of phone books available, and so Doug tried. <laughs> And he tried, and he tried. I don't think he. I don't think he ripped a page. No. And then Mark took it from him and ripped it right in front of him again. <laughs> <laughs> it so, was insanity. It was. Well, this so was anyway, like 2010 yeah. or 2011, where this is like internet's people have internet on their phones, but phone books are still a big thing. Well, back then, I don't know about now. Back then, now now you would have to rip your cell phone in half. So yeah, that's he's probably doing that. Mark's probably doing that right now. So what, no, so what, then we get what makes, what, yeah. yeah, but what makes Murtog think he possibly could do that kick? Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, like you know, I get it. You know, he's being challenged, or you know, and again, and again, Riggs is constantly busting Murtog. Now you have a bunch of rookies there constantly, and it, it, at what point does Murtog say, Riggs, really? I mean, enough is enough. You're embarrassing me. Like you're making me look like a fool. I got because two days been, left, bro. Come on. But he's, been, but he's been doing it for three movies now. It's not yeah. like he's done something new. He's, he's been making fun of him and making him like look like a fool. And he continues in a fourth movie. So at what point does Murtaugh say, seriously, I'm a captain and you're making me look like an idiot. Why would anyone respect me if I'm the buffoon? If, if it's buffoonery all the time on me. Yeah. But the fact that he like does that roundhouse kick, takes out the water cooler... And then next scene, we get the security guard lady from the beginning of the movie looking oh. for him with flowers. What a weird scene. It, 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 again, they didn't need to bring her back. And no, if, no. if he was single, it would be different because then Riggs could pretend like setting him up. But the fact that she's ma he's married and he doesn't mention at once. If he just stood up and said, hey, I'm married. I'm sorry. You know what? Fine. Why doesn't he say anything? Why does he keep leading her on? Unless he Maybe really he likes, likes her. her. Yeah. See? Okay. Okay. He likes your go. smooches. Dynamite kissing. <laughs> <laughs> so then this is where they get Leo. They tell him about because they find out that he's a land Jack is a land developer. Uh so they have Leo do some like little like recon on it. And at the very same time, we have the captain being cuffed by Jack. And they're using him to be able to break into the gun warehouse because they need to get more guns. But he's not cuffed because he's driving him there. So this is the captain. So to be a captain, I'm assuming you got to be a cop at some point before you're. Oh, a captain. I would hope so. I right. would hope okay. so. So so this guy, this captain, is basically obliging very easily. Now, again, he's driving the the he's driving Travis to where he needs to go. How about step on the gas? He doesn't have a seatbelt in the back seat, whatever, and just plow into something. Like, you yeah. know, like why why does everybody always like I feel like they always lead to their own death? You know, they the guy has a gun to them, I'm gonna do whatever he says, and then he's gonna kill me anyway. Yeah. Okay. Go go with the fight. Something. Run into a telephone pole, flip the car, something. 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 Yeah. Oh no, I'll, I'll take you there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll take you and all these guns to kill innocent people. Sure. Yeah, I'll help you out. <laughs> and then we get oh my god this is so heartbreaking the rookie 
the rookie guy that goes, oh, come on, come on, come on. I want to go. I want to go. Come on, Riggs. Come on, Riggs. A guy we haven't met at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He was there. He was there um, at the gun gun range. He was there. Oh, he was there when they were shooting the hollow point. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So he knew. So Uh. he knew. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was tough. I mean, I didn't I didn't expect it. You know, you didn't. He thought he was. He was kind of like a a Leo in in a cop uniform. Like you know, he was like a little excited. (laughs) Yeah. So and you know what? Shame on Riggs and and Murtaugh for bringing them. Probably they know they're going somewhere extremely dangerous. And Russo and Renee Russo. Yeah, but she. Oh oh yeah, shame on her too. You know because this kid obviously has not been out much. You know, and you're gonna bring him to the most one of the most dangerous areas where he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna walk around with his gun out. Like so, you know this. I don't know if I would. First of all, I don't know if I would feel comfortable as him as my backup. You know, he hasn't oh, seen I'm anything not. yet. You know? <laughs> That's true. I don't want a rookie in here, but uh, <laughs> but at this point, we're getting three handguns versus like all automatic weapons. Oh, okay, I so I question that also. So Rene Russo no has the gun. They know they know they're dealing with automatic weapons. Why are they going there with three pistols? You know, I mean, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Like. Yeah, why? Like sometimes, sometimes cops have shotguns, something out, just something. Maybe Riggs likes the challenge. He does. No, he, we know that. He, he'd be the guy that he'd be like the Seagal to put the gun down and just kill, like take on three guys with a pool cue. That's you know, like exactly. Oh man! Ah, but the rookie getting shot, man. The hollow yeah. point bullet. The cop killers go yeah. right through his vest. Now Riggs is pissed and this is where he's doing the running and the double this, shooting th- this and... is where he go gets goes out of control when he gets pissed yeah. man it's like i just said he starts growling almost like he becomes like a different person it's awesome dude, and when he, he has a two he guns chases yeah dude a train he chases, he chases a, a truck down a train was no, f- it, it, well first of all do they have cars like it was well i said train but it was a did it, it, it was a truck with wheels on a track. That I was going to write that. Is that a thing? I don't Is that know. a thing? I don't think so. I don't know. That automatically goes right on the road, you know, like right away. That was a little crazy. But yeah, he chased it down. Well, no, he chased the truck down. He gets in front of the train. He He's on the front of it. Oh, that's right. Telling, right. Okay. No, he's telling a guy that has people's lives in his hands to go faster to catch up to this guy. And then he jumps off. It was like, do you, do you think it's possible to hold on to a train like that? I don't know. Well, I guess you're not holding on because you're you're stuck Surprise. to it. Like, I like don't think r- you're holding on. Like, 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 like that ride, that the carnival that you stick to the walls when it spins around? Uh, Gravitron. Gravitron, yeah. Which I have I'm, not seen at any of the carnivals that I went to like in the last few years. Because, man, that ride was so dangerous. Did you see the recently, not to go off topic, but they had a slingshot where the one rubber band broke? As, the, as it shot up yeah i mean you th- think about those carnivals that travel around and the people that are putting them together they all look the like carnies, they've been drink- yeah. they look like they've been drinking all day <laughs> and, they're, and they're, you're trusting them to tighten the bolts <laughs> i know i would never go on it i wouldn't let my daughter go on anything that has to go like up yeah 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 no that's it's it's scary it's scary. The, but no, i wrote down one one line that that rigs i think he says soon i don't know no he jumps on a train i have you know when he's on the scaffolding, that's coming up now, right? When he falls through the scaffolding with the with the guy. Uh well, in a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. Because he has he has a line there I wrote down, which is like ridiculous. 
Okay, no, my my line is the old cop. Talk about a cop. Why why doesn't the motorcycle cop retire? That guy looked like he was like 65. I was trying to think, is that like Jerry Bruckheimer or one of the producers? But I love that Rick steals his motorcycle and all the cop can mutter is, oh, that's bullshit. (laughs) Uh, Well, I was thinking, I'm like, who is this guy going to chase down? You know, oh, that's what I that's mean, it's right after this because he crashed the motorcycle and then that's when he falls through three perfectly placed pieces of wood and he would break his back. I mean, fall, oh, he yeah. gets right up, you know, but he says a line out there. He's um, he says, I'm going to suck his eyes out through his nose. <laughs> I forget who he says it to, but that's what he wrote down. I wrote, I wrote down. <laughs> he was talking about Jack Travis, I guess. Someone, uh, I, I don't, I think, you know what? I just wrote down the line. I forget. I forget. It was right after he fell. So, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, then I, and then I write, uh, yeah, he almost died. And now, you know, let's go on an investigation. So at this point, this is when they have Leo come and he tells them about, you know, like Jack Travis, the operation, what's going on there, where it's at. And then at this point they're like, Oh, we don't want you to go. And this is where he shoots. They shoot his tires out. They kill his car. They basically kill his car. <laughs> they do, yeah. <laughs> oh my go. God, man. I know he's like over the top, but they got to be a little nicer. He's helping them out. What is he? He gets crapped on by them all the time. And, and he, yet yeah. he still, he still wants to hang out with them. Well, listen, nope. he doesn't seem like a yep. guy that has a lot of friends, you know? So, I mean, I don't think he has any friends because he, all of his friends were criminals. So right. he can't hang out with them anymore. So he's, right. he's got two cop friends. Well, it could be worse. So <laughs> it could be worse. I guess, I guess, I guess if you don't have any friends, it's better to be picked on all the time than to have friends. I, I, I mean, so. I, I don't know. I mean, I cause I really like, they're not nice to him at all. At all. In fact, he loves it. Not, not, not only that, they use him all the time. They get the information they need from him all the time, and then they, they leave him, you know, they, they drop him, they make him get a proctology exam. <laughs> yeah, they get the rectal exams. <laughs> they get him admitted for three days when he should be out in an hour. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then we get the old, uh, so this is where they go after the gang in the undeveloped, it was just like, foundation and wood nothing was really built on any of these houses too much and uh dude we get the old uh the brick on the gas pedal which i think is my favorite trope in movies is no, people have to realize there's no one in it every guy pops out and just lighting it up with an automatic weapon <laughs> like no one, every movie no does there. this every every movie does this it's it's so ridiculous the car always drives perfectly straight Never, never veers anywhere. Like, like what if it started turning, you know, like, you know, like, yeah. it, it never does. It, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Maybe they have the club. Movie. That would have been, that would have been a good nineties reference if they put the club in there. But uh, no, then Rene Russo shows up last minute, sort of like scares the shit out of him. And man, Riggs is like, get, dude, he's crazy. How about his line when he's siphoning, siphoning oh, the gas and he goes, yeah. Ugh, Exxon. <laughs> Well, I'm sure different guests taste differently. It wasn't his first time doing that. <laughs> but I mean, it, did didn't they go there with pistols again? No, yeah. Uh, so again, they now they go into the headquarters. They're, now they're going to the bad guys' headquarters 
with just three pistols. And that's it. That's all he had. <laughs> really. And th- and his plan really was F Jack Jack Travis, I'm gonna burn this place down. Because that's what okay, he was doing okay. with the gasoline. Okay, right, right. Which nice plan. Um, but again, you don't know how many innocent people might be there. But okay, so they're going somewhere knowing that they're dealing with these bullets that go right through um, you know, the 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 the, the vest. Wouldn't you find like somehow maybe double up the vest or find like I, I be a little <laughs> bit more prepared than say, hey, let's just keep wearing the vest anyway. What's the what's the point of wearing the vest at this point? Like, why do they even bother? Why did Rene Russo oh, even know. bother knowing it was like wearing nothing? But, no, that's true. Like, what's what's the point in like, wearing it? Like, prepare like at least be, be a little bit. Like, I don't know. I, I guess there's nothing you really you could wear. I guess. Hey, we haven't got shot know. in almost three movies, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Leo got grazed. We're fine. Nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, but you know what? I mean, the fact that he's he's and he's crazy enough to be in the car with the gasoline spilling out while they're lighting yeah. the—it's ridiculous. He he really does have like a like a uh, it gets excitement over like near death experiences. He has a death wish. Like that's he what does. he said. I know that's like a Murtaugh line in like every movie. He says that. I don't know if he says it in this one, but I know the first and second one, he definitely does. But how about how crazy he gets after Jack Travis oh, knocks out goodness. Rene Russo? He goes. Well, not knocks dude. out. She got shot. She got shot. Oh yeah. She does get shot. She got, yeah. she got shot. So, but it wasn't I, one of those bullets. Right. Right. Oh, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a cop killer bullet. Oh, I thought it was, but anyway, no, I, it didn't go through. I thought it did because they talked about another scar. I, well, maybe it didn't hit him in the heart. Could have hit him in her arm. Oh, maybe. I mean, the, Leo got shot. He wasn't dead. Well, he had. Grace. I'm sure. He, I'm. I'm sure they're using the bullets and everything. They I, they weren't taking chances. So, but regardless, yes, he turns it on again. So we saw crazy rigs twice in this movie, which is great because he he becomes a maniac. And you know, like even even the part when he's when he 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 takes the board away, he's chasing. Oh, oh I know. We know you're there, and he still jumps no, across. Right there, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and I he know. still jumps across. Like there was nothing stopping him. There was nothing stopping him. <laughs> and at the same time, we get Murtaugh throwing an axe into a guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's really going to work. <laughs> I, love that. I mean, I've gotten to axe throwing before, and you know, I'll land a few of them. You know, but a lot of them bounce off. You know, like I, that was like a, and it was like a perfect throw, like perfect. right at his heart, right at his heart. Yeah. That was it. You know, it's funny. That guy was in this movie, like from the beginning, no name. We saw him so much. Rene Russo kicked the shit out of him one time and he finally, you know what, though? He, finally he got a, he got an epic death though. He did. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. But the coolest part of the movie is at this point, Riggs is like, obviously going crazy on Jack Travis. Jack Travis somehow like slips out. He gets into a tractor. Riggs is down and he's getting ready to ram Riggs. Riggs has his gun pointed and does he fire yet? And nothing happens, right? He's firing at it and nothing's happening because Riggs, Riggs, Riggs is knocked down at this point for, I forget how he he gets knocked down. So he's, he's hurt. He's, he's on the ground. He's hurt. And yeah, he got knocked down. So he's shooting the gun and, and it, and as you know, the, the tractor is moving very slow, apparently, you know, yep. and going towards him. And yeah, so this is where Murtaugh goes over, comes over, throws the gun. He goes, they're cop killers. Yeah. Yeah. And shoots through it. You see, go right through, shoots Jack Travis. And I love them. I love when he gets into the tractor with him. This is how crazy uh, Riggs is. 
when the guy goes, see you in hell. And he says, go to hell. And then Rick says, you first. You first. And then all he does is, all he does is move the, yeah, puts into drive. And then it moves really slow through the building. I don't know if that would make him die. But, but isn't he going through the building that has Rene Russo on the ground and Murtaugh still in it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I wrote that down. Like I, I go, you know, he just le- he just left the building where he was laying on the ground, and the guy was coming at him. And then he makes that that tractor go through the building, make the building collapse. True. The building collapsed with them oh, in no. there. Yeah. <laughs> They're dead at this point. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know what? That's so funny. Yeah, it was like right. It was right there. It was the, literally the same building. It was just the same. I wrote that down. I'm like. Doesn't he know that Murtaugh's in there and Rene Russo is knocked out? Like, <laughs> well, I guess when you become crazy rigs, there's the, like, everything goes out the window. It's like your mind can't think of anything but killing the person in front of you. Yeah, killing think, the person. I think, I, th- put- I think that's what happens. <laughs> and then we talked about this. They just boned like three days ago. He's so in love that he starts like getting pissed at her for doing what he does. Because he's like, you don't yeah. die on me. You don't die on me. He doesn't seem like a guy. First of all, shame on Riggs because he's already lost two women because of his actions, sort of. Right? Two two women that he was with, his wife, and then the second one he lost, right? Another one. The blonde. The blonde, the blonde lady, yeah. Yeah. That he was with, who was hooking up with. So what yep. makes you think that this one's gonna be okay? Literally, she's dying in his arms. And, you know, so like at this point, at what point as Riggs, you're like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be around women because I seem to. It's like Paul Kersey. It's the Paul Kersey yeah. death wish. If it you is. date Paul Kersey, you're not making it to the next movie, babe. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're not making it. But yeah, so that's, that's what happens there. And then what do we do? We cut to happy retirement day. Finally, we're on the eighth day. And I don't understand that. This, this, this scene made me uncomfortable. Oh, it, totally. it, it made me so uncomfortable. And he didn't seem that worried about it. Like, I know, like, the the mom. Okay, so Murtaugh's in the bathtub with, with suds with everywhere. Which, by the way, the bathtub looks extremely small. Like, he barely fit in there. Oh, so yeah. the, the mom's in there, you know. But the mom comes in there with the kids and a cake. Yeah. Right? They, they burst in there. She puts a little towel, like not even like like a big towel, like a tiny little washcloth, <laughs> to try to cover him. But if you if you if you put it on top of the water, it's just gonna float there. You're still gonna see stuff. It's gonna float, and then it's eventually gonna sink. It's gonna float. Yeah. So like his whole family's in there. His three kids, his daughters are in there while he's naked in the tub. That was weird. It's so weird. So bizarre. And then Leo comes in there. <laughs> right. It's, it's, and he, I think he touches the suds, or I think he moves the suds at one point. <laughs> well, no, Leo makes fun of him for the whole situation. Like he actually, like, kind of like pokes pokes fun of him, and then he goes again. They treat him like crap. They say, "Do this, you like like he's an animal. Do this, fetch." And he does it. Yeah. He sells the house, and yeah. then they go, "Oh, Leo, we're not oh. selling the house, and I'm not going to retire." <laughs> well, don't you think they obviously knew? Oh no. He didn't know he wasn't selling until just that moment. Okay. So I was going to say they knew ahead of time, but they didn't know. That's kind of douchey though to Leo. Like, you know, like, I mean, I'm He's like, sure. Oh, we're going to talk about commission. And I said, I wasn't going to do commission because you're my friend and you're going to do this to me. So for three movies, he's been trying to retire. And now after almost dying, 
maybe five times during the week, he decides not to retire. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not going to retire this time. <laughs> and then the, and then the family's like, okay, we get it. And the kids leave finally. And then he pulls in his wife for some hanky panky. And then we get the scene that we kind of like mentioned multiple times when we, he walks out of his house and Ryan, the daughter definitely was kissing Riggs on the lips. Which there, is was, like, it, there was an aftermath of like separating kissing of yes. what, what, what he saw. So yeah, that seemed like what was going like, I, I, I don't know if they're, they're just trying to do that. To sh- just trying to stir something like the, the I'm talking about the director, like let's sort of see it in there and maybe just like pretend like, you know, something's going on, but like that looked real. Like that looked like they oh. were really, you know, so yeah, there's definitely something going on. But I love that for us watching, nothing's really said. We see him make like a little face. Like they, they, they hold a shot on, on Roger and he like sort of makes a face and then they're driving. Then we get the whole scene with him talking about like, Oh, I must be the unluckiest guy ever. Cause you're my partner. And then him popping up and saying yep. funny things every time he pops his head up. And then we get the credits and, and when they're driving off, finally, he says, and keep your hands off my daughter. And then we get the credits come up and you're like, Oh, this movie's over. And I left it on. Cause I was like getting done, finishing my notes. And then boom, we get a post credit scene of another building. You didn't watch the end. I maybe, maybe I missed it. Oh, I don't know. All right, I'm gonna have to look it up. I accidentally just set off my alarm in my car, <laughs> but uh, I'll have, I'll have yeah. to look it up. Okay. Yeah, no, no. So then there's a post-credit scene. They're not in it. It's really just the car. And then what do we get? We get a bomb going off. Another building explodes, and he says the line, "I'm too old for the shit." Fade to black. Oh my goodness. And that's it. All right. Yeah, that was. Yeah, you know what? I missed that. All right. I accidentally left it on, and because that wasn't a thing back then. Of course not. Post credit scenes. Wow. You know, I I didn't even know that. Okay. There we go. So yeah, so that was Lethal Weapon three kicking off twenty twenty three in style, Jamie. So this is my thought. So absolutely watch it. I mean, it's it's awesome. One of the best franchises. I would just say if you've never seen any of them, you got to start with one. You have to start with one to see their relationship, to see how Riggs started. Because, you know, how his crazy evolved. Because um, he was crazy in the first one, too. But it, you can see it evolving each movie. Um, but you got to see their relationship from the beginning. You know, watching this movie right now, it's like I said, it's more comedy than action. Or it's like a split and... I think you have to watch it in order or at least the first one before you watch this one. Um, but I recommend watching them all because they're all great. And, you know, it's one of the best franchises. I think that, you know, movie friend, now I'm not forget horror franchise. I'm just saying in general, one of the best franchises. Yeah. 100%. No, it's such a fun movie. I obviously sequel wise, I would say I put two and four, I put this one last, but it's still good. Like it's still a great movie to watch. It is great action. You see, like, like you said, crazy Murtaugh. You see a lot of like dramatic, dramatic scenes in this movie. So no, this movie's awesome. But you, but you don't, th- you don't think that if someone never seen it, you have to start with the first one. Like you would, no, you would I think you have to, you have to, you have to, yeah, like, yeah, cause I mean, you if, have if to you... see why he's crazy. Like, and you have to see their relationship Because obviously you could watch, you could pick up any sequel and like guess characters, but sure. it's great to see the first time you meet Riggs and he's, getting up there with a jumper and saying, you want to jump? 
and then putting the handcuffs on the guy and then yeah well you know it's like you know you can take rush hour right and i think you can watch any rush hour in any order it's still gonna be funny it's gonna be the same i don't think it really makes a difference how they met you know you it, it, you know yeah the first one changed a little, little different but i think something like this because there it's it's a brotherhood it's like it's such a different type of yeah. of movie that i think you need to watch it from the beginning to really wa- see how they evolve because even the fourth one they're both getting older you know and, and Riggs definitely slows down a little bit in, in the fourth one so it's it's like it's definitely cool to watch them all in order um because i think they do a great job with that story yeah no 100 percent so yeah so during their review jamie kind of like did a little foreshadow he mentioned the name jar jar binks we're covering the Star Wars next, right. but it's not what you think. It's Ewoks, the battle for Endor, the second of the Ewok movies that came out in the mid eighties. And we talked to man, Jamie really, really did himself on this one. Like Peter Bernstein, like the, his credits alone. This was like one of his first bigger movies. He did the Ewok adventure. He did the Ewoks, the battle for Endor that we're going to be covering. He worked on my science project. He did silent rage. And then for his legendary father, Elmer Bernstein, he did all of those comedic movies, animal house stripes, ghostbusters, you name it. So it was so cool to pick his brain because he like had these, all these funny stories because he grew up, basically like a Hollywood high school. John Landis was his buddy. He knew a lot of the people that we interviewed in the past. He really knew Eliza Roberts pretty well because they went to school together. So really cool stories about that. His music career before he even got into uh, scoring films. Really cool stuff. Love talking to Peter. So yeah. So don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at sequels only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night.